of wrestling the podcast where comedians dissect wrestling to an unhealthy degree i'm your host the host with the most viral stand-up video about professional wrestling dan black aka dunsky blackamora aka donnie kayfabe aka the patreon don aka everyone's favorite donnie capri from the time i went to it Italy, aka the modern day goof coming at you like Scott Bakula. Baby, we're taking a quantum leap. Gabba, gabba, wee, gabba, wee, yeah, yeah. The girl, she's mine. And, uh, 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 <coughs> damn, she's fine. What's up, Jabroniacs? We are back in action for your satisfaction with all of our hot, hot wrestling reactions. Mmm, man, I'm up in the Big Apple recording it serious. Mmm. That's you just taking a bite out of the Big Apple. Taking a bite out of the Big Apple. I got some spicy guests, though, even though I'm in New York, sitting in front of me. You know him, the king of the custom intro, Jason Shapiro. Trying to play my drop, aren't you? <laughs> I don't, you don't have my drop. I don't know where your you drop is. Drop? I'll say my drop. Sierra, Hotel, Echo, Bravo, India, Romeo, Oscar, Shabiro. Yeah, Jason Shabiro. And to my right, wow, we got a real special guest here. Oh, man. <laughs> She's already on Instagram. She doesn't care about professional wrestling. Not at all. But she is. You can see her on this season of Crashing on HBO. She is my wife, Jamie Lee. What is up? Hi guys. Hey, <laughs> What's this dude? Okay, so anyway, we're in studio. Jamie's here. She's got so you got some. You have some good uh, reactions about wrestling here. You got some spicy takes. I have no spicy takes. Okay, Jamie, did you watch Raw and SmackDown this week? No, I feel like I sh I just came here because Dan and I went to Rose Mansion before this. And I wanted to say hi to you, Jason. Hi. And I, I feel like I have nothing to contribute. Really? Well, in that case, you know what I have to say? Really let people down. Thanks for nothing. You're dismissed. Bye-bye. Okay. Wow. Harsh wow. words for your wow. okay. wow. Harsh hey, drop on your wife. Listen, before we get in here, we get Jamie all of Jamie's hot takes about wrestling, which is like uh, the fact that it shouldn't exist. Uh, That's the hottest take if remember, you think about it. Remember, you can cash in on this show, get your opinion on the show. All you got to do is leave us a voicemail at 316. 530-2429-316. 530-2429. Blow my mind. Gabba we So, uh... Also, we got a Patreon. If you want to support this show, hey, the show is growing and it's showing, but this don't remember remember, this is grassroots. Just making this show happen today was a whole debacle. It was, a real, the, it was a real pain in my ass getting the show started today. <laughs> yeah, thanks to Sirius XM for filling in for my network that can't help me do anything. That's a shoot. Uh <laughs> that's fine. Whatever. They fucking deserve it. Nice. Um uh, we're talking about the Patreon. We're talking about sponsorship. Okay, yeah. not the fact that no one returns my emails. I returned your emails, okay. and that's why we're in the primo studio in New York City, Sirius XM, where dreams come true. Absolutely. Patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. Get access to our bonus episode. Support our live show, which will be my next plug. But right now, our latest bonus episode, the Ready to Rumble episode, which, by the way, I was listening today. Me, Shebs, Anosh, uh, Zig, 
nasty Newman. We watched Ready to Rumble from 2000, the WCW flagship movie with David Arquette and Scott Kahn. And uh, I rewatched it and I re listened to that episode. And I, it's fucking hilarious. It's a, I had a really good time making that episode. Yeah. It was really funny. Here's what I didn't have a good time doing watching that movie. <laughs> it's it is one, one of the biggest pieces of shit of all time. And it is such a blemish on the face of professional wrestling that David Arquette held the WCW belt, the same one that Goldberg had for over a year it, it makes me sad just thinking about it but the episode from the podcast that came out of it is a little bit of a silver lining it's very funny absolutely but the movie we should take in yeah the movie is terrible but anyway uh yeah you can check that out we'll have more bonus episodes coming out soon uh support the show man don't take the show for granted because this show is a house of cards baby without your support uh, it can blow right over yeah 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 uh, okay anyway now look this is the major plug Shebs, you know about this very well. I know more about this than I want to at this point. SummerSlam weekend. Big weekend for the Wow, you know what that is. That's Barclays Center, baby. That's Brooklyn, where I stomp around. Absolutely. August 18th, Saturday night, midnight, after NXT TakeOver in the Barclays Center. We will be having a live Comedians of Wrestling SummerSlam-tacular. Okay, wow. so you're hanging out, you're watching SummerSlam, uh, NXT TakeOver, you're going to think that show is awesome. You leave, you're like, what's my plans? I got your plans. It's the Comedians Wrestling Live show. At this show, I mean, that's enough. That's enough. But besides that, Dolph Ziggler himself, the Intercontinental Champion, that night will might not be the Intercontinental Champion. Who knows? Who knows we'll what's going to happen? We got plenty of time. Well, well, do we have the- Yeah, we have plenty of time until SummerSlam. Yeah, there's, a, there's time. I, th- I think he's going to hold on to the belt till then. The po- I think he'll be the, the champion. The point is, whether he's the there. IC champ or not, he will be at the SummerSlam Tacular that we're doing in New York City on Saturday, August 18th, here in the Juicy Big Apple. That's right, and he will be the the champion of our hearts and minds on of the course. Cow Universe. Oh my yeah, God. so anyway, that shows that. Now, in terms of, I said I was going to have the venue locked in this week. Look, yeah. the venue's locked up. So this is happening. Yeah. Don't if you have any questions about booking your flights, booking your travel, it's happening right now. We're crossing the T's, dotting the I's. Well, here's the deal. I mean, if you don't know Cal Universe, uh, your boy Jay Shebs is producing this thing. Okay, so we, you, so you know it's locked up, real nice and tight. Yeah, I got the venue in the palm of my hand. It is ready to go. Shebs won't let me announce I the venue. I refuse to let Dan say the name of the venue until the contract is signed and tickets are officially available online for you to purchase. I don't want the words coming out of your mouth until you could say and click right here and buy them today. So I'm going to keep you jabroniacs on the edge of your seats until we're ready to make some purchases. Okay, well, can can I... Listen, people want to get these ticks, okay? Yeah. It's coming soon. And remember, if you're a patron of the show, I'll make sure you get in, okay? Because nice. there's not going to be like a crazy amount of ticks no, for this not. thing. Limited it's engagement. It's limited. Uh, and uh, we're, we want it to be skin to mid, baby. We want all, we want the jabroniacs there in full effect, none of the riffraff. So uh, you're hearing about it first. But Chips, can I, can I... Will you think by next week I can announce it as super producer Chips? Yeah. Announce I... I I solemnly swear on my producer's satchel, which is actually just what I call my ball that, sack. <laughs> on my producer's satchel. That was funny. Thank you, Jan. Oh, yeah, uh, guys. Remember, Jamie's here. I, yeah, in case you the forgot. The official wife of the Cal yeah, Podcast. Exactly. Well, hold on one second. <laughs> yeah. Can you the, be the official wife? Are you the official wife of the Cal Podcast? I don't know. I mean, you're Dan's wife. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> no. I guess. She doesn't want I guess that crowd. All, it takes. <laughs> all right. Fair hey, enough. guys, by the way, uh, but something I know that's official, let me just crack into the 1% whoop ass crack here. Crack into it. 
Oh wow. yeah, baby, Lacroix. That sounds like a sound drop, but it's not. This no. is real live no, action. No. Anyway, I'm gonna swear on my producer satchel that by next week's episode <laughs> of the Cow Podcast, the venue name will be released and tickets will be available online. I and will see to it. The show will be August eighth, Saturday, August eighteenth at midnight in right. New York City. Right. So technically, if you want to be a fucking asshole, it's August nineteenth because it's midnight on Saturday night, August eighteenth. Yeah. But since we're not assholes here, it's Saturday night, August eighteenth, midnight. And if you are an asshole but you want to be funny. You could call it the pre-kickoff show of SummerSlam. Yeah. It's the same. Day, it's the kickoff. It's the kickoff to the kickoff show. Yeah, the That's insulting kick. to our show. Our show is going to be. I guarantee our show will be better than the kickoff show. There's no question about it. Yeah. Those kickoff shows are brutal. Well, the things of those kickoff shows that suck is whatever. I was talking about this. Is that, that they're part of kayfabe? Yeah. Well, if I'm on them, they'd be great. Um, no disrespect to the good talent there. They just don't let them. They, those should be fully fourth wall should be gone. Right. Fourth wall. Uh, it should just be them giving their opinions, just being like, uh, you know. But where in wrestling does that ever happen? I know. On officially WWE like platforms, never. Never. Also, last announcement of the sub about the UCB. Uh, might mm-hmm. not be UCB. We'll, we'll see. You don't know. This UCB comedy podcast. You're right. The comedians of wrestling. Yeah. And the last thing you're gonna say. The is- SummerSlam Tag Year. I will be doing a half hour of professional wrestling stand up. That's amazing. Is yeah. this is this the the pro wrestling standup that you've been vowing to work on to the listeners of the show? I have right now an eleven page Google Doc wow. of all wrestling material. Man, now one one of, the, one of the troubles with this, if you guys want a little behind the curtain, is that the Russians could hack into your doc. Absolutely, that's yeah. one thing. And I'm I try to be calm about it. I hit myself with a couple of mantras. Oh, Shanti! Hit myself with a couple Shantis, and I calm down about it. But uh. Is is the fact that it's very difficult to work out professional wrestling material uh, at a regular show because no one's ready for Oscar. Like nobody, if you go to a regular stand-up <laughs> yeah. show, people are not there to hear bullshit about about wrestling. Yeah, but yeah. I make them. I I get them into it, man. I feel like even a five minute set at like a mic or like, you could maybe do like one joke about wrestling. Nah, I've done I've done full at this point. I've done full. I've done twelve minute sets. Only about pro wrestling. And you wonder why you're not on late night yet. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all curious why Dan Black hasn't had a late night show. Oh, uh, we gotta get that. Oh, I gotta I gotta get that off the record here. What's this dude? Okay, anyway, uh, talking shit about my stand up. Shame. So here's the thing. Um, uh, uh, all right, so I think that's all the stuff I gotta plug. Oh, the nasty Newman t shirt contest is officially oh. going right now. Yeah. Um Next week, the deadline is next Wednesday. We're going to choose a winner of the design to finally have a Nasty Newman t-shirt in the mix. Call me when you get a fucking Shebs t-shirt in the mix, okay? (laughs) Sit by the phone. Uh, So that'll happen. So anyway, that's next Wednesday. Uh, There's a chance I delay that deadline because now that we're on opposite coast, I want to make sure that I get Newman in the mix. And who knows if my network will help me get him on the phone. I Uh, mean, they won't, but I can. All right. So anyway. Um, cool. So let's, man, let's get into it. You know what I want to kick off this podcast with? What do you want to kick on off On this board sitting here is a cash-in um, from someone talking shit about you that well, I've been saving here for you to be in studio. I heard one the last time I was on the show. Someone called it cash-in about me. Is this the same one? I don't think I played this. I think- Or if I did, you didn't respond to it. People have been cashing in on me, and let me tell you something. I fucking love it because I don't know who the hell you idiots are. I don't think about you morons. I'm doing my fucking thing out here in New York. I'm making money. I'm watching wrestling. I'm fucking bitches. Just kidding. Just my fiance. (laughs) But I'm not thinking about you morons. So I I love it when people think about me. 
Move on. Move on. Kind of like you did 10 years ago. Oh! oh. <laughs> I, was taking, I was like, what is that a drop? drop from the worst it's... feud in the history of WWE. Yeah, I'd love to start the show with a cash on All right, let's get this cash on you, and then we'll get into Money in the Bank and uh, Raw and SmackDown this week. What do you say, Jamie? Yeah, do it. Okay. okay, you're so far away from the mic, she's prepared to not be involved. She's so leaned back in her chair that I it takes her three seconds to even... I can contribute. I don't want to disappoint your fans. <laughs> they're not. They're happy to hear you. Okay, well, guys, I love you. Wow. <laughs> okay, that's great. Huge, huge exclusive. Do you want to give us any spoilers from this season of Crashing? I can't. Yeah, she doesn't want to do that. You Why couldn't even work it? around it? I don't think, it, you know... Lots of fun comedy. Okay, great. What a hot <laughs> scoop. We got fun. a scoop. Guys. See you, fourth wall. Oh, my God. Big scoop. Okay, great. Anyway, everybody calm down. Okay, so, uh, Chebs, here's a cash in about you. Love it. Oh. Continue to degrade the value of the leader of the Yes Movement. Oh, I have heard your cry and how it vibrates through me still. I have tried to ignore you as a tired mother with her baby. I got what is he talking about? But as your crying has turned to sobbing, you cast your tears of shade. Towards Nakamura. Nakamura's a You have crowned yet another with your Scarlet B. Shameful. When will this be put to bed? When will someone show you your intros are not the best? What? Well, my dear, dear Shabiro, let me introduce you. To the Puerto Rican dream. Oh my god, it's the Puerto Rican dream! And in case you He's were back. wondering, this Papi Chulo Whoa. definitely tiptoes with Chulo. I like that. Ay, ay, ay. All right, anyway, Shams, I uh, guess that was shoot on you. There was guess, so much vamping. First of all, I love that cash-in, right? Because yeah. it's, it had the gold dust music. He was in character. Uh, I didn't really feel insult. I don't even know if that was a shoot on me or what. Can I say something swampy? Yeah. What's a Puerto Rican dream? Stealing hubcaps? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Is it just stealing oh. as many hubcaps as you can without getting in trouble? Shame. I know. That was that was ridiculous. Um, but no, no. I, I love the cash-in. Uh, I love the Puerto Rican dream. I want more from this guy. Um, I, the Puerto Rican dream sounds like a pretty cool wrestler. I, I would check love, that out. Well, I mean, it's... It's, it's the, the Velveteen dream, but... No, instead of, no. It's like Ep- Epico and Primo. What's the cheese? Velveeta? The Velveeta dream? is the cheese. No, but look, if his beef with me is that I think Daniel Bryan sucks and Shinsuke Nakamura is overrated, I mean, uh, it feels like a compliment that I think those things. Did you see, did you see SmackDown this week? What was Daniel Bryan this week? A waste of my fucking time, as usual? Yeah, he was B-plus at best. I- I'm thinking about making him a C-plus player. 
Or maybe B minus. He's about to get demoted. I, I don't care. Okay. Anyway, all right. This beef didn't go anywhere. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a, it was a dud. It was a dud. It was a dud. Okay. So, all right. That's a, the last time I let you fucking JabroniX run my show. Here we go. All right. So, let's get into it. All right. First thing I want to talk about, actually, is um, is I want to talk about I want to talk about Brock at UFC Oh, I love 226, it. I, I believe. love it. Oh, Scott Jurgensen, I'm actually going to murder you. Uh, so, yeah, this Brock thing. I feel like I took a lot of heat on the Facebook page uh, uh-huh. for uh, four in the morning uh, under his eye, uh, blessed be. I, I um... Is that I felt like it was such a work. Like it, the whole thing was so staged in a way that well, it wasn't slick for me. Right. Like I didn't pop for it. Now, look, for the past ten years, when Brock shows up to the octagon, it's cool. Like he's Brock Lesnar when he walks. We've been digging it forever. I mean, our favorite clip ever was when take he walked by Taker. Uh, that was after his fight when he lost to Cain Velasquez. You want to do, like, do it? You want to do it? You want to do it? We love it. Something special. This is a magic of Brock. Bleeding I mean, over into UFC. We love it. This time, just to me, it was like, yeah, of course he's going to go in there. When he pushed DC, DC just did not sell it for me. Mm. I think it was a nice hard push, though. The push was great. Brock, my other thing was that, why did he... Okay, the reason it felt staged to me on first watch, when I watch it back, I'm like, I could see a little bit... I, I could see why you'd be exciting watching it live. I didn't watch it live, so that's... For, for, well, that's I, a knock on you. You have to watch I, I was live. like a couple minutes behind, oh, but... Okay. Um, it's not that, I thought you meant like the next day or something. No, I didn't watch it the next day. I was a, a couple minutes behind. Okay, okay. Um, I was in Marmel in Portland, watching on my phone. Nice. Uh, yeah, but uh, is, is the thing was that... Brock, uh, Brock, so he calls him out. So, all right, D- here's here's the couple things that like uh, visually didn't do it for me. DC is giving his po- his Joe Rogan post fight uh, conference, whatever yeah, uh, interview. Yeah. Post fight In- interview. Interview. Yeah, it's an interview. Uh, interview is such a formal word for what that is. But I think conference is more formal. I think. Yeah, it's a conference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's, all right. He's giving him his post fight quarterly report. Yeah. And uh, so then when he goes, hey, can I get the microphone? And then everyone cleared and and cleared the way for him so that the middle of the octagon was empty. Right. Pro wrestling style. Yeah. Then he calls out Brock Lesnar. Right. Right. In a way that felt like kind of. Uh, but it was a boring way to intro because this guy's a wrestler. He's an all-American, uh, like you know, he was the heavyweight champion. Come in here, and Brock comes in the cage so fast, well, like Brock he was, was waiting by the door. He was waiting by the door. Yeah, it, I mean, and the, like it was like he wasn't in his seat. Like, oh, he's gonna call me in here and then push him. Well, it could have been done so much cooler. Well, you're you're wanting it to be more staged. Yeah, you don't realize this, but what you're saying is that it wasn't staged enough for you. Yeah, that's because right. What you want, I didn't get worked. No, you didn't get worked. But the thing is this, the official sort of story they're giving us, like what UFC says happened, their version of the events, are that DC saw Brock at the beginning of the night. Like right. he saw him like right after the fight, like, oh, Brock's over there. Right. And then Dana was like, oh, let me get Brock up here. And then Brock was on the outside of the cage and, and, and DC called him out. But like they, they, they kind of half set it up. That's their official version, but right. like it, it wasn't planned in advance of the night or planned in advance of the fight. Yeah, but we all know that it was right because we're not idiots here. I'm not going to get worked. I, I for one, tiptoe with Tulo. I'm like the Puerto Rican dream in that regard. Like I t- tiptoe Tulo every day, so I know everything's a work. 
But I, I, when is Tulo the guy who is t- taking responsibility for the fact that everything's a work? Look, that's Don't we all phrase. agree that everything's a fucking work? Look, give him a catchphrase. Uh, look, uh, look right, you can have I, it, man. Give him that. Uh, he's he's really it. pushed the agenda of everything being a work, and I'm prepared to give it to him. I like that it called on with the Jabronics. Here's what I want to yeah. say about DC Brock, right? You don't think it was that good. You don't think it was. You didn't get worked. You you're looking at this like professional wrestling, and you want it to be as good. Well, because if it's as real sports, wrestling. it's nonsense. Here's what I'm saying: Look at it like a UFC fan. If you're a UFC fan who's not exposed to wrestling product, this was pretty sensational and wrestling like for you. Like if you don't watch pro wrestling and you just saw this, so we're we playing to the lowest common denominator. No, you're playing to that audience. You're trying to get that audience on board. It's just like it's like when we saw the three of us actually. We saw a Book of Mormon. And everyone thought it was so funny. And we're like, this fucking wasn't yeah, funny at no, all. Yeah, no, we didn't it's think it was funny. Because it's comedy for Broadway people. But we're comedy people. Well, there's so only three ways to be funny in a musical. You sing, I don't know, what there's else do you still, I'm just, I don't know what they are, but there's three <laughs> tricks. And you don't know what the tricks are? What kind no, of setup is Dan this? Dan loves to like make a declaration. There's and three ways to do it. Like there's three it. jokes. And not back it up. Well, yeah. he just he likes to be like firm in his opinion, but he doesn't necessarily know what the opinion All right, is. I'll work firm up. in the opinion before he forms he, it. He doesn't have it yet, but he has set the mold of of hey, an opinion goes here. When like he, fill in the blank with this. Jamie, opinion, right, so please, you're breaking the wall here. Okay, on here I'm the king and all my opinions matter. <laughs> so when you finally get an opinion, you will feel very strongly. Yeah, there's three will, ways to do it. He will feel it very Damn hard. It. All right, I'll have to come up with this all theory right, right now. What are the three ways to be funny on Broadway? <laughs> Uh, a, re- a song reference. Uh, you could do the uh, Carmella, th- uh, take a break when right. you sing. You take. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The take a break is definitely a funny Broadway. <laughs> the trick. take a break. Yeah. The take a break. All right. One of them's the take a break. Oh, I thought of one where they like start to say one thing and then they bait and switch it at the end. Yeah. So it'll be like, um, bad example. Bad, really bad example. It'll be like, I'm hungry for nothing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, thought you say, I thought you were explaining, like, when they go, like, I'm hungry for shit, taki mushrooms. Like, <laughs> oh, that thing. yeah, that that too also. That's a big Broadway that, joke. You just, yeah, yours is better. But I feel like they always do that where it's like they flip the trope yeah. on its head. Yeah. And then the third one is just fart jokes. So those are the three ways to be yeah. funny on Broadway. Oh, okay. that's so true. But my point was. Or that, dick jokes. Or, yeah, any sort of lowbrow bullshit. It's usually bullshit. dick jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the point is that. That was Book of Mormon is comedy for people who don't fucking get comedy. They just do Broadway. So that's the funniest thing they ever saw, right? But if you're a comedy person, not funny at all. Same thing. The DC Brock promo is a great wrestling promo if you've never seen a wrestling promo before, right? So for all the well, UFC also, and the real the, sports fans, I, it's great. This is going to bother me if I don't say it, but Book of Mormon was the way for your mom to laugh at the word clit. Okay. <laughs> all right. I like it. it was- <laughs> Wait, they say clit? Do they? I in don't know. Book of Mormon? I mean, Dan has a really strong yeah. opinion about it, so I just assumed they, they, it was true. They have, ju- they have like, ju- they like push it really far, but frame it like, oh, hey. <laughs> anyway, okay, whatever. I don't want to talk about Book of Mormon anymore. I was just using it as a reference, as a touchstone. Okay. Yeah. Now I know what you mean, and it's good mass. It's good. But meanwhile, okay, I'm saying, uh, whatever. It was cool. Well, they, I don't have a big beef with it except for the fact that I was like, this could have been better. Right, but they're pros, they're real sports people. They're like trying their hardest to make it a wrestling thing while concealing it being a work. Right. I think they the did biggest a good work job. of all is that Brock Lesnar belongs anywhere near Daniel Cormier. Well, that's the biggest work of all. That's that's true. I mean, DC is going to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Brock has been losing to legit heavyweights 
for five years already. Like he's just not a top flight competitor. Right. And who 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 did he beat that was legit? I, he, no, 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 no. Brock Lesnar. I remember he beat that, a really old Randy, a fifty year old Randy Couture, who's sure, like a hundred pounds less. He kicked the shit out of Randy Couture. Okay. Then Cain Velasquez beat the shit out of Brock. Sure. And then and I'm not saying that Brock's not like a legit contender. You know I love Brock. Well, here's look. I'm I'm a UFC. But like John Jones would beat up with absolutely. no. John Jones didn't wouldn't even have to do a camp to beat up Brock. Yes, he would. Come on. <laughs> Now, look, here, I'm a huge MMA guy. As you know, yeah. I'm an MMA expert. I've been live on broadcast media radio talking about MMA. I've been yep. sent to Vegas to cover MMA before. I'm the closest thing to a UFC expert we have on this podcast right now. Oh, and God. I can tell you that Brock Lesnar is just as good of a heavyweight champion in the UFC as any other heavyweight champion. People can't shit on Brock. He's an all-American, he's an NCAA Division One champion two times in a row, and he brought that skill set to the octagon and kicked the shit out of people. The thing about heavyweights in the UFC is they don't last they very don't long. La- but I'm saying it's, a, it's the best division to be in if you're going to be Brock. It's just not a dominant division. No one is that great in the heavyweight division ever, period. They're just, they're just not. I mean, two... Two defenses was the record for title defenses in all of MM in the heavyweight division until Stipe Miocic had three title defenses, and he just got his ass kicked by a light heavyweight. Yeah. So that just goes to show you how I'm not going to say the heavyweight division's weak, but I'm going to say it's not a very dominant division, right? So yeah, but Brock- Cormier is interestingly enough, he's shadily one of the best UFC fighters ever. Well, uh, it's just on paper, I'm right? I'm ready to give him that because he gets his. You fucking- won't say he's one of the best ever. Sure. I mean, he's a two-division champion, so i got to give him that now. Yeah. But I was never a fan of his. Um, at the end of the day, anytime he fights John Jones, he gets his fucking clock cleaned. He's just yeah. not—he's never going to be better than John Jones. Yeah, but you're talking about the guy who would be by far the best UFC fighter ever if he didn't fuck it up. John Jones? Yeah. yeah. By far. Sure. Yeah. I uh, think he is the best UFC fighter. Again, John Jones, I'm more than welcome to have you in pro wrestling, just being a heel. <laughs> he will never do it. He hates pro wrestling so much that he wouldn't even, like, cut promos with uh, Chael Sonnen when they were, like, uh, pitted against each other. He yeah. just was like, I'm not doing press with this. Well, Chael Sonnen's the best pro wrestler in UFC. You, All right, anyway. We're getting, we're getting, we're getting sidetracked. The we're point getting so is, sidetracked. The point is, DC, I think DC should come to fucking WWE. And mess around with Brock there. Yeah. I mean, look, it's cool. Whatever. How does this affect pro wrestling? Look, there's already rumors that Brock isn't defending at SummerSlam. The amount, the, uh, clearly the match that was supposed to be the number one contender match is this Roman Lashley match. Man, now I feel so on course here. Now I'm talking about wrestling. Yeah. Oh, man. I might have to delete all, delete, there might be a deletion of all the UFC talk up top. Maybe. But, um, so, uh, that's clearly not announced as a number one contendership. Also, if you notice, this is something I read, is that they didn't, they have they haven't mentioned Brock since the UFC incident at all. Right, but that's since, like, this weekend. You but I'm saying none of the announcers have mentioned him in the ring. None of them. They only mentioned the universal title. They right. haven't met. They've been, look, arguably, purposefully, or this could be a mistake. It could know, be a work. It could be a work. Um, or they could just be saying, look, we don't know how we're going to handle and I guess, the Brock thing right, right here's now. Right the thing is that if it's too low, if you're tiptoeing with too low, that means that this is 100% of work. Right. Okay, so that means it's such a okay. Whatever, uh, I have no beef with it, no beef with Tulo, but I'm just saying it's what a nuance. Yeah. Uh, okay, so there's no door for the work element. So, <clears throat> I'm. Uh, uh, so anyway, so there's a chance that uh, the the rumor is, and what Meltzer has said uh, mm-hmm. is that Brock that there's. Backstage, it's not going well with Brock. That's, they're not happy with what happened at UFC or right. whatever. Or since then, something's got weird. Which, it's always believable, Brock. The best part about Brock is that the guy is a walking 
shoot. Like, yeah, he, he is a walking literally, shoot. That's a good way of putting it. He would show up to UFC and not tell. Like, he doesn't give a yeah, fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. Here's the thing about about Brock. The thing about Brock is, um, it's all believable. It could always be a shoot, right? Right. And, and the thing is, this he can get away with anything. Like, in real life, he could get away with anything. Because at the end of the day, the WWE needs him, the UFC needs him, all these people need him. So they all have to put up with his shit. So he's never in the doghouse. Right. Like, it very well could be that the WWE is mad at Brock, but guess what? They have no leverage, and they will give him whatever he wants, whenever he wants it, forever. That's right. how that goes. Right, right. So, uh, but there's been no mention of that. But Brock, I mean, if Brock doesn't, um, if he's not... If he's got, he has to defend the title at SummerSlam. They can't have a guy who's not showing up to... Let's just say the big two pay-per-views, the mm. SummerSlam and Mania. Like, you can't not have the universal title defended. Uh, not to mention the point I made last week, which is like, right now, all this Lashley Reign stuff, and I think I'm the most apologetic of it, is in the way of what feels like the main event, which is Ziggler and Rollins. Right. It's the most exciting thing about what's going on on Raw. Like, uh, when it comes to this Extreme Rules pay-per-view, the, the match, the, the main event of that should be... The thirty man, thirty minute Iron Man well, match between Rollins and uh, Ziggler. To me, I you can't think I'm wait. biased? I can't wait. Definitely, you're biased. I can't wait to talk about Extreme Rules because I am so not excited for Extreme Rules. I have such hot takes yeah. on it. I, I disagree well, so much. I, I think know. it's a good I think, card. I think most people think it's a great card. Yeah. I think it's a bullshit card. We'll get into it. Well, well you're doing your classic Shebs routine where since you dipped out, what's going on is bullshit. No, I took, you a, took a couple a weeks, weeks off, off because I had to go to Bermuda for Adam Letterman's wedding. It was a beautiful your fourth affair. vacation of the month. I take four vacations a month. This is what the Puerto Rican dream doesn't understand, okay? okay yeah. I do what I want when I want. I take a lot of vacations because I'm a man of leisure. They call me Vacation Jason, and I'm pulling out of the station. Okay, anyway. Uh, what's this do? All right, so look. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah. Anyway, with Brock, well, let's just move on for Brock. Let's move I mean, on for so, Brock. He, he could dominate. That's the beauty of Brock Lesnar, right? Is like, um, uh, the beauty of Brock the, Lesnar. Uh, all right, I want to spin this into talking about the Omega Cody match okay. quick. Wait, how are you going to spin this into? What's your transition? No, because I just want to say it's amazing that Omega and Cody they wrestle for seventy minutes. Right. You know what I mean? Uh. In the United States, right? Yeah. And Brock is in the octagon for 30 seconds. And it's and just as big of a deal. It's a bigger deal. <laughs> it's like a bigger deal. Yeah, Brock he just pushes the guy. And then he cuts a pro- By the way, Brock's promo was great. That's what we need to talk Brock's about. Brock's promo was great. I, I My beef was with, with Cormier. The, the whole thing. I was like, let's. All he wanted, all he wanted was to feel that it wasn't planned. Right. I wanted to get worked. Dude, let me tell you what wasn't planned. What came out of Brock's mouth was not planned. No. And he did not have a sign off. No, to say that's like also that. the beauty of Brock is like he clearly do- he clearly doesn't think about what he's going to say till the mic's in front oh of him. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. That was the most disres- flagrantly disrespectful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. The guy who has been the most dominant on paper, technically most dominant heavyweight champion in UFC history because he had three title defenses, yeah. Stipe Miocic, just lost. Usually when someone goes down, you you got to respect the fallen fighter. Mm-mm. He just calls him a piece of shit. Right. To his face. Yeah. That's fucking unheard of. Brock's the best. Brock is the best. He is the best. <laughs> By the way, I hope none of this, I hope nothing I said made you think I don't love Brock. Oh, <laughs> I love Brock. So uh, he is, uh, you'll miss him when he's gone. Uh, but uh, yeah, but so, like so Cody and Omega, I'm saying these guys, they had an amazing match, whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, you know what's so amazing about it? Another amazing thing is that Arlen Marmel, big pro wrestling fan, San Francisco resident, 
left San Francisco to hang out with your dumbass instead of going to G1. What a crazy turn of events there was. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. His, why did he go to Portland to hang out with you when he could have been watching he G1? Could, he could go for free from work. Yeah. He could have been at G1 watching one of the best matches of the nah, year. Now he went to Portland to go wine taste. Jesus Christ. And I happened to be there. What a mistake. One of the craziest uh, coincidences anyway. Um, so what am I working, you guys? Was that a plant? You don't know. I don't know. Let's talk about this match because it was fantastic. The, all right. The match was amazing. Um... But it's always hard to talk about New Japan. I always make this point because you're like, hey, loved it. I loved the match. <laughs> right. Um, well, we could. can I talk about one spot? I mean, so we uh, – whenever The ladder about, spot? The ladder spot. Yeah. That ladder superplex. That, what's that, a super-duperplex? Yeah. That was amazing. I, I, I was watching it uh, in my living room. Yeah. I jumped off my couch and went, oh, and woke up my dog. That's how excited I was. Yeah, it's really exciting. Um yeah, there's nothing bad to say about the match except for the fact that, like, it's my biggest complaint with New Japan is I can't snap into the rhythm of New Japan. I can't, I never know. Every match feels as important as the last one. Yeah. No, even if I'm watching, like, Wrestle Kingdom's, I guess, the only time where I'm like, this, where I can sense it's a little different. Right. And that's right, just because right. they say the term Tokyo Dome. Right. Love Do you know what Tokyo I'm saying? Dome. That you can never see the crowd at these matches. Right. Right, the like the the audience is what make. Uh, there's a feel of New Japan that everyone really digs, where yeah. they're like, it feels like a real fight or whatever. Well, there's so much more respect and less like superfluous chanting. Right, but w- the problem with New Japan for me is that it's missing a, like the kayfabe of like feeling the importance of it. I think Wrestle Kingdom has that air of importance. Just Wrestle Kingdom, that's what right. I'm saying. Right. But I'm saying when, when these these guys are like going to town in the ring and the moment they're missing the the audience in 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 WWE is a, basically part of the match. Right. That's the that's the big difference. I think in the WWE and other American wrestling promotions, but mostly the WWE, the fans and their reactions and their participation is a character in the storyline. It creates people. Right. It's it sort of, you can't deny them. They are just as much a part of the matches and the storylines as the actual performers. Right. And in, and in New Japan, I think a storyline is a little bit more totally up to the performer and less on the, you know, it's it's a little bit more free form. The audience doesn't really have as big of a say. Right. And so it's just like, yeah, that was a great bout, and then the match it it ends. I, I, I listen. I think Kenny Omega is the number one best wrestler in the world and right I now. I tend to agree. How do you feel about Cody? I was talking to Arlen today. He said he doesn't think he's that good. I'm like, then you're not fucking watching. No, Cody is great. Cody's incredible, better than ever. Cody is incredible. I love Cody. Oh, you do? <laughs> Jamie loves Cody. Jamie loves Cody. All right, I'll do, take do it. Do you know who that is? No. Okay. Well, yeah. you would love him if you saw him. He's spectacular looking. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Cody's uh, at the. T- I think maybe one of the best heels working today. And Cody's a, is an amazing example of the how the creative of WWE can stifle a, a talent where they can, they have one hundred percent control over your creative. Right, like that's si- that's silly. Absolutely silly. Um, and so, uh, especially for pro wrestling, like that works for that works for. I mean, they don't even do that on like an SNL. Like you have you write your own stuff, sure. and then they weed through it. But like the, in WWE, it seems like you don't even pitch. They just go like, "Hey, uh, look, your costume's over there. Put it on." Right, right. And like that's like that's why these. Ta- I understand why these talents stay out of it. But well, here's my thing. My beef, my beef with New Japan is like, guys, how many? I get it. I get that Kenny Omega could do six out of five matches, seven out of five matches, like whatever. I completely get it. But that's 
This is really all I'm seeing is up, like I'm see at, at this point it's a year of V triggers. Well, you know what I mean? He does. You know what? He does too many V triggers in the matches. That's my one beef with Kenny Omega matches. He's doing like eight to twelve V triggers. That's a signature move. It's gotta have. It's gotta be a high intensity move that like ends the match. Well, I'm saying everyone's beef with Roman Reigns yeah. maps perfectly to Omega. You're like, no. He, I, I'm saying, no. listen to me. Listen. I will not. The Superman punch is used just as much as the Vigor Trigger. Now, Vigor Trigger's a million times better, but it's also a gun-based move. Right. It's also like, I, everyone's like, oh, I don't like when he cocks his wrist. It's not that different than pointing a gun. Yes, it's it is. It's maybe more original. No, it's stupider. I'm, I, I, listen. It's stupider. It Cocking a wrist makes no sense. You can't cock your wrist unless you're a robot. Well, I, uh, whatever. I, I have no you could point a finger gun at someone. That's all. That's the international sign. I'm of not dead. a rain. I'm not a bigger Reigns fan than Omega. I'm not putting them on the same plane. You I'm just, just saying that. Sto- I, so I'm saying, okay, let's. This, okay, here's the difference. Post match, no. Omega cuts a promo that's like, "Hey, they said we couldn't fill the house up, but it looks pretty full to me." No, it's you, like no, it's no, a no. those post promo matches are. Kind of corny to me. Wait, wait, his promos and Roman's promos. Are, uh, let me tell you why well, you make I'm, no fucking sense right now. Okay, number one, Kenny Omega organically became the biggest wrestler in Japan and maybe in the world. He did it on his own. They started him as a junior heavyweight. He was nobody. Changed the world, and he's changed the world. He organically became the top guy. But, Roman Reigns was spoon fed his spot as the top guy. Roman Reigns promos and Kenny Omega promos are totally different because Roman Reigns is spitting out. Completely scripted, shitty, fake, funny lines that don't hit. He's given a script, though. Okay, and it sucks. And Kenny Omega, you may not like his promos, but his promos are saying that he's changed the world because he has. He's he's made me care about Japanese wrestling. He's made the number one wrestler in the world a Japanese league wrestler. That is changing the world. And all he does in those promos at the end of the match is say, like, look, we're doing it. We're changing the world. Thank you and every one of you for being here. I'm making history, and we're doing this together. Goodbye. Good night. Good night. Bang. Okay, so I agree with all that, but I'm How saying How dare you compare him to Roman Reigns? I'm saying I need more pro wrestling. Now people say the Bullet Club turn. I felt like the timing of that was slow. I, I almost turned I, the thing off. Oh, true. I also think it was maybe like a year late, like it could have happened last year. Here's what I want to say about the before we get into the Bullet Club turn, um I want to say that the another great thing that Omega has that that Roman does not have is that relationship with Cody I think is the most interesting relationship in pro wrestling today. It's two guys who are stable mates, good friends, but also vicious enemies that don't like each other. Yeah. But they do like each other. It's like such a love-hate thing there. There's such a respect-disrespect thing there. They can't make that in WWE. They try when it's face versus face, and they never get it right. But Cody and Omega have fucking nailed it. It's the most interesting thing, and I like to think that you and me have a similar relationship. Yeah, well, I th- well, th- what do you mean by three dimensional? We have a three dimensional relationship. <laughs> it did get cute. No, a th- yeah, I-, I think that there is a three dimensional element there. I think the in ring storytelling, like uh, when beautiful uh, of the, the pr- Golden Lovers Young Bucks, when it was like, hey, give me the just give me the one winged angel, man. I know you're hesitating. That was great. I yeah. loved all that. And then the Bucks being like, no, nah, man, you guys need to calm down right now. Chill with the tables. That was great. I want better packaging. I want the. I, I want it. I, I, I. The product is. It's a compliment. The product is so good. And when watching it, there's an element of watching New Japan to me that is a chore. Okay, and I love what I'm seeing, but I know it's it's packaged in a way that is like so uh, unfinished. It's so not ready. Can I put my therapist hat on for yeah. a little bit? 
it it feels like to me what I'm hearing yeah. is that you're having difficulty watching New Japan because of how much WWE you're forced to watch. I think <laughs> that's a big problem. I think that the chore that you're facing watching New Japan is because you have to sit through seven plus hours of WWE, which has a lot more money for packaging and fancy things. You're right. It's like hanging out with your rich friend for ten hours a week, and then when your actual best friend from the wrong side of the tracks wants to hang out for a couple hours, you're like I don't have time for you, man. I'm sorry. I'm, I got to go to the, the mall with Scooter right now. And fuck Scooter. Hang out with your boy. Your boy's New Japan. <laughs> are you are you are you talking about this anymore? What? Oh no! I'm saying, why don't you hang out with me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. You're, yo, you're, uh, uh yeah. I, uh, man, I am gonna take so much heat for all that because it's tough for me to say because I do. I, I'm a subscriber to New Japan World. I love Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. I wish I didn't feel this thing where it's like, hey, it's a bummer he's in this league. No, but I think you feel that because you have to sit through so much of the other <laughs> shit. Like if you, if there was only two hours a week of Raw, you'd be fucking elated to watch New Japan. As much as you could. Yeah. It's just that you, for this podcast, you have to sit through every you, minute of WWE. I think, well, the other thing is that I look at the work Omega and Cody do with the limited resources they're clearly right. given over there, right. and I'm like, man, they could do so much more, and they could wrestle for 30 minutes, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't miss a, th I wouldn't miss 30. No, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, if they had those packages and they had those ring entrances and they had the pyro at, at their big fight, like, of course it would be better. Yeah. But I'm saying, look how far they've come without it. Yeah. It's you know? Yeah. All right. We got to move on. Well, then, we we got to talk about the Bullet Club turn. Yeah. So Tonga. People are losing their mind about this. I thought this was so fucking dumb and shit. I mean, it was cool storyline wise, but like, so boring. It was just the Tongans that turned. Like, why not? Everyone in the Bullet Club was not in the elite. Like, there was a Japanese guy who got beat up. There was some fucking other white guy with brown hair I've never heard of in my well, life. Well, Newman said that this was a really hot take when we were texting. And I said, uh, yeah, so all I was like, all the, all the jabronis turned on the, all the great talent. But it wasn't <laughs> even all the jabronis. There were other jabronis who got turned on who, who were like not well, who were the good, the good guys in there were like... Hangman Page, right? Who, Cody. I, I'm not sold on him yet, but like the Young Bucks, all the all the marquee like a uh, Skrull, like all the marquee. No, he oh, showed he up. He came out. All he the came marquee, out the elite bullet guys. Not, they're not all in the elite. Well, it but, you should know. have been just the elite, and everyone who wasn't the elite yeah. should have turned on them. Right now, the only people who turned were Tamatanga, Tonga Loa, and their dad. Right. Like, that's three guys. How three guys beat up six other now people in the bullet club? They're called the firing squad. Look, I don't know. It should have been everyone in the bullet club except for the uh, the elite. That's it. Yeah. And then it should have split that the elite should be because right now it's like most of the bullet club got turned on. Okay. All right, yeah, it was cool. All right, we we got so much to cover. Fine. We got we got to move on. But I will say that look, before I take all this, I'm gonna take so much heat on the comedians wrestling fans break four in the morning. I know a lot of you agree with me. I know a lot of you when you press play on New Japan and you see you see 90 minutes and you know there's one there's one match left. Right. You're a little bit like, hey, I don't know if this product is sexy enough for me to watch 90 minutes sure, of it. Sure, sure. I can watch a hot 20. I mean, maybe cut out a little bit of the chain wrestling. Up top, of course. You know, That's uh, every every wrestling match you could fast forward the first eight minutes. Period. It doesn't matter who you are, who's fighting. Eight minutes, I fast forward easy because I don't give a shit about chain wrestling. Uh, but and, and NXT doesn't do any of this, by the way. NXT has a lot of the same talents, but their matches are still because they got one hour. They had to cram yeah. like four right. things in okay. there. Okay, you're right. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna take a lot of heat for that. Let's move on. Um, okay, so by the way, they're talking about WrestleMania 2020 having two manias. 
which has been like the, making it the whole weekend. I don't want that. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I don't want that, man. That's a rumor I read. It I is don't... hard enough because, look, you guys bow out after Raw. I'm going to SmackDown, too. Next year, I'm going to go to NXT also after. You don't understand. When you pack it up, I'm just getting started. If I have to sit through seven days of wrestling, I'm not going to make it. My bank account, that could get to my vacation budget. I won't be able to go to other vacations. As it stands right now, I'm already there. Saturday night for NXT, Sunday for Mania, <laughs> yeah. Monday for Raw, Tuesday for SmackDown. The, is it hitting the bank account? Wednesday for NXT. That's five in a row. They're going to give me two days of Mania now? You might have to hit the trust fund. All right. Uh, we, <laughs> we got the cash in. You want to hear a cash in quick? Yeah. Right. Do you want to play a cash in quick? When you said <laughs> quick, was it a relative term? Uh, Justin Gray here, first time cashing in. Calling from New York City. Can't wait for the live show this summer. Uh, nice. Just curious to get everyone's thoughts on the locker room running, you know, clearing out the locker room to break up a brawl between two guys uh, that they started off raw with this week. Seems to be happening a lot over the last year or so, especially with Roman. Um, and obviously, like, it's exciting and it's a chance to get everyone TV, but it also just kind of feels weird, like we're hurting everyone else's stories for the sake of two guys. Uh, like, the perfect example this week, why would KO, a guy whose whole gimmick, like you said last week, is that he'll do anything to do nothing? Like, why would he get himself involved in this brawl? So, just feels weird, but I'm um, curious what you all think. Uh, anyway, yeah, love the show. Keep talking wrestling. Kisses. I said that. That's fucking brilliant. Uh, <laughs> his gimmick is that he'll do any, he'll do everything to do nothing. Right, right. That is how. That is what his gimmick That's is. That's a great gimmick. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. a great gimmick for like a chubby guy, also. Yeah. So I think. Uh, that, uh, uh, thanks for listening, man, dude. I'll uh, make sure you come say what up at the show this summer. I wish I could tell you where it is, but producer Shabs won't allow me to. I but, won't let you. But uh, we'll get you in there, man. Come take a come. Uh, come hang out, man. Yeah. So anyway. Um, uh, so, so yeah, I, we agree with this point. Right? Yeah, this, totally. so his point, look, point. I think the best way to frame this, because we wasted so much time on other shit, mm-hmm. is that the best way to frame this is let's go into the, let's let's talk about our predictions for that Money in the Bank match while we're talking, uh, while we're talking about Extreme the, Rules, you mean. The, the segment. Oh, it, oh, I wrote Money in the Bank. It's extreme Dude, rules. Extreme rules. Well, there's nothing extreme about this pay per view. Right? No, They've not I'm, sold the extreme. I'm extremely element. bored with it already. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. So we're gonna have Bobby Lashley versus Roman Reigns. What's right. your prediction on that match? Do you think? That, here's a prediction of this match. Do you think this match has a stipulation? First off, um, it, they're gonna throw one. They're gonna shoehorn one in at the end there, um, because it is extreme rules. So there's always some sort of something. My prediction is that I'm not gonna give a fuck. This is the most boring, unearned feud in the history of WWE. I don't care about either of these people. It's awful and I hate it. Yeah, so this week they opened up. Uh, okay, so oh, who, who, Ro- do you, who do you think wins? Roman Reigns is going to win. He always wins. Bobby Lashley is maybe the only guy who's a bigger charisma suck than Roman Reigns. Yeah. Uh, well, and it, his eyebrows are tattooed on. It's okay. So there's a lot to say here. So, uh, and and that's that, that probably could be just from testosterone treatments and shit, right? What? If his eyebrows are falling out? No, he's just a hairless man. Like he has no. <laughs> right. There's no hair on any part of his face, his body, his arm. He's just a, he's a seal. He's a baby seal. Okay, he's a baby seal. You heard it here first. So anyway, um, um, so, <laughs> uh, all right. So I, this match. So they clear out the locker room on yeah. Raw. Okay, hate it. And it's interesting. Whenever you see a guy like you said, Ko, I didn't see Ko in the mixer. He was in there. I didn't see. I it. saw I Finn. Be, I, be I did see Finn. I will be honest. And when this guy was cutting this uh, cash in, I'm like, I don't think Ko was there. Finn was there, and I was like, Finn's too big of a deal to be out here with these fucking j- jobbers. I don't think Kevin Owens would have been there because he. But I think he means metaphorically, like guys on that caliber. Yeah, but I think Ko was locked in the. He's in, in the uh, in the Kurt Angle Angle's store. Office. Yeah, he's in Kurt Angle's office. But yeah, so here's the thing. Well, one thing I'll say two things. One thing I'll say is that I like that these guys just like put hands on each other. I 
I am a sucker for the the head tee off. Like no matter yeah, who yeah. it is, like bam, bam, two guys bam. just like punching each other in the face. Love it. And they were getting heat there. Like the two guys were like they were beating the shit out of each other. And Dude, uh, they were getting heat when they showed them backstage before the segment. And there was a Boston Celtics logo. Everyone just started chanting for the Celtics. <laughs> yeah, no, they're getting but no I, fucking. I, heat. I am a sucker for the like uh, the backstage uh, promo into entering when you like know who's gonna come out. Sure. But yeah, no, obviously, look, we don't care about this. No one cares about this match at all. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Lashley is the thing with Bobby Lashley is uh, all right. Uh, standpoint. So in terms of clearing out, it's weird when you see Finn caring about yeah, that. Right? Uh, why would any wrestlers care about two guys going out at, at all? Especially when Finn is like in contention for this number one slot. Also, dude, you're 100 percent right. It is weird and lazy. That should only be guys in security shirts. That's it. No, I'm okay with it being like. Titus and Apollo Crews and like fucking. Uh, but I, I gotta Zach see Kurt Reiner. Angle telling them to do it. Like I yeah, gotta yeah, see yeah. Kurt Angle sure, being sure, like, sure. you guys gotta go out there because then it's like that's their boss telling them what to do. I think it's implied a little bit. I just don't like if you're not a complete jobber. I kind of like the the disrespect that if you're a jobber, your whole storyline goes out the window, whether you're a face or a heel, you yeah. just start breaking up a fight. Like, I love that. It's like, <laughs> like we, the care, team. we care so little about you that we're letting you, we're just sending you out here to, and ruining your storyline to do this. I would love if they had a clip of Vince just being, look, look, hey, um, B-team, Titus. You got a really bad Vince. Vince <laughs> is such an easy impression. <laughs> you're, and yours uh, is so bad. You're the first person I've ever heard who doesn't have a good Vince. Rejected by SNL three times. What do you uh, want to say? I'll say it in my Vince. Um, uh, so, uh, I want him to be like, hey, um, Titus, look, we're keeping you on. Titus, Titus, we're keeping you on. We're keeping you on. We're keeping you up on it. We got some. We got some. We got some backstage work right, for you. Titus, look, hey, Titus, come here, come here, buddy. All right, we're keeping you on, but we got a little backstage work for you, okay, buddy? Yeah. And if you don't do it, you're fired. It's a very easy impression. I don't know why you can't do it. Okay, so uh, yeah, so yeah, I don't know why uh, I can't do it. So Vince, so I, I like the fact that that's like part of it. Those guys come out, but yeah, you're right. Okay, in terms of this feud, yeah. Bobby Lashley is so weird. Okay, Bobby yes. Lashley is so weird that he's almost interesting. Almost, like, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I agree. I said that I was like, I think Bobby Lashley could get Bob. I think Bob Lashley yeah. could get over with a gimmick that I said, like, uh, socially off, jacked on, like, that, wow. that his shirt. Like, like he's that. on the spectrum or something like that? Yeah, he, he's, the guy is weird. He's a weird guy. Like, I, if I was in a room alone with that guy, I don't yeah. know what, he, like, he's, he's so weird. They don't have him figured out. He's always, like, smiling and then not smiling. And he, he can't cut a promo for keep, his life. You're right. They keep giving him the, the directive hey, of, like, me, of like, aha, you're laughing, but then you get serious. And serious now, and, and he tough. can't pull it off, and that's probably because eyebrows go a long way there and he doesn't have not any. to mention uh you, you could that there's a brow furrow helps with that but he's wearing a headband over that you, he's, he's also got a weird head his head is weird you know look here's a segment that i call fix a wrestler here's how i fix bobby lashley okay very simple you put Give him, him the stand sit well you I mean, no no, no. <laughs> that'd be amazing if you just had like fake eyebrows fake goatee fake bushy hair and like he would take it off before a match, like it, was, it would fall off during the match or something like that. Well, well, That's amazing. What's no. the disease? Do they have alopecia? They alopecia. Sit well? I think he does have alopecia. Yeah, yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Um, shout out to all my alopecia sufferers. Alopeciacs. I wish I had alopecia. Let me tell you something. <laughs> alope- all my alopeciacs. If I got alopecia, I would lose ten pounds of body hair. Easy. I've got so much. Yeah. All right. Look. Being hairless is running wild on you. Here's what I want to do with Lashley. You put him in a gimp mask. <laughs> You put him in a black leather full face mask with a zipper mouth and zipper eyes. Yeah. He immediately looks like a crazy badass. Yeah. His body so is fucking jacked. incredible looking. Like, he'd immediately look, he'd have, 
He'd look scary. He'd look freakish. He'd be intimidating. It's perfect. Yeah. Until they put him in the gimp mask, I'm not interested. Yeah. I would love to see Vince backstage being like, I, why don't you put a mask? <laughs> That's a better <laughs> Vince than your other Vince. <laughs> I think if we, should, we should have a mask. Bobby, on. Bobby, get in here. All right, look, I was uh, pretending to fuck some of her female talent like I did in the 90s. <laughs> And I got this gimp mask. Why can't you do a Vince impression, Dan? Uh, you're fine. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, it's terrible. You're so bad at that. What? You sound like a pirate. Jamie, you want to try a Vince impression? No. All right, so Jamie. <laughs> okay, so anyway, this this was weird. I think Lashley, what do you think about Jack? What do you think about that socially off Jack Don? Like, I, I mean, Listen, was, I'm a weird guy. <laughs> Sometimes I like to fuck my sister. It's like, look, I'm a weird guy. I don't really do well at parties, man. I feel weird there, so I got to do my own thing in the other room. I just kind of play on my phone. But I will kick the shit out of you if it comes down yeah. to business. Yeah. What, you, what is, you, know, you know, you're like a, you're, you, you're pitching like a uh, mankind Lashley. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm pitching. <laughs> yeah. His gimmick is that he doesn't talk. He wears a gimp mask, he comes in, he fucks shit up, he goes home, he gets fucked. That's the it's key that he gets <laughs> fucked. He should be the, he should be in the gimp mask and come out, they should walk him like a dog. Yeah. He should be someone's little gimp toy. Like someone really little. Like, you know what they should bring back? You know who I want to fucking see? Uh, what's his name? Estrada. Uh, 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 what's his name? Alejandro Estrada. What was the first name? Oh, the kid. You mean Uma, you talking about uh, Del Rio's? No, uh, no, no, no. Umaga's handler. Oh, Umaga's. What was his name? Uh, 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 Alessandro Estrada. I got to look this up right now. Um, <laughs> Estrada. I'm sorry. I should have this at a clip. I should just know this. Armando. It was Armando Alejandro Estrada. Estrada. Yeah. They should bring him back, okay? He should come out <laughs> riding Bobby Lashley like a dog. Like a horse on a saddle, leather saddle, leather gimp mask. He's got a riding crop. He's smacking him in his big fucking thighs. He rides into the ring and then he goes, Lashley, get him. And that's it. And then he kicks the shit out of everybody. It'd be beautiful. Well, anyway. and then and then they finish the match. He rides him back into the locker room and he fucks him. And he Wait, fucks him in the backstage area. WB, if you're listening, we got a we got your next creative team member. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, we often, very nice, we often accuse the WWE creative of listening to this podcast and stealing ideas from you. This one they're not going to take. This one they're not going to take. But, but, in the event that in the next year we see Bobby Lashley do a sex gimp gimmick, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is my little That's bait. why we're doing this. We're planting the seeds of the, the catch the thieves, because there's a mole here. Yeah. There, there's we got a mole. A, we got a mole. Jamie, Jamie, and we're throwing, out, we're throwing out really bad ideas. Mm. <laughs> this is a good idea. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, I barely followed it. Anyway, it was great. Uh, I, uh, my, the way I would fix Lashley is just have him be really awkward. You know, like they, you know what? I would love a Facebook poll. What's a better gimmick, sex gimp Lashley or, or socially awkward Lashley? Yeah. I'd win that fucking uh, with the lights out, man. This is all me. They should make Lashley the next Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, man. But all the contestants are like, all the contestants are all sisters. <laughs> it's just three sisters of his, Kathy, and they're competing. Kathy. I love you. What's the other one? What are their names? Kathy. He has a weird one like Eunice or something. <laughs> Francis. 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 Kathy. I love you. If you're listening, I love you. I love you, Jamie. This guy is so weird. He's in love with his sisters. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Anyway, he's so, but he's so jacked. This guy has no business in professional wrestling at all, except for the fact that he looks like the best pro wrestler. Like, well, look. I was just called. He was just a black Brock Lesnar. He's just a juiced up, jacked up freak, and like he just doesn't have the same charisma as Lesnar. He doesn't have the same pedigree as Lesnar, and he just, that's it. Like, but that's what they want. He's not him as good be. as an MMA fighter. He's certainly not as good as an MMA All right, so uh, I saw some of those matches. All right, so who do you think wins this match? The th Roman, I still Roman go back to my thing. Roman wins. Lashley Roman wins. Brock interests me as a match, especially more than Roman. That's because you haven't seen it twenty times already. But right, I right. don't want to see Brock. I don't want to see Bobby Lashley fight anybody. I think Bobby Lashley beats Roman. 
That's ridiculous. Um, there might be some kind of schmaz there too, uh, including a taker. Cause, oh, oh uh, Goldberg. There's some rumors Goldberg about. There's rumors? rumors about Reigns Goldberg at SummerSlam. Jamie, you leaving? Okay, <laughs> say goodbye. Let's get let's 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 get a goodbye to the official wife of the Cal podcast. Bye, guys. She just couldn't sit through a whole episode. Sorry. It was that boring to her. No, it was. Wait, funny. are you going to meet your friend or what? No, I'm going home. What happened? I'm just tired. She didn't reach out to you. No, I don't know. What Weren't happened. you supposed to go Ariana Grande concert? My friend works for Amazon, and there's like some event with Ariana Grande. And my friend moved from New York to Seattle. She's back in New York for mm-hmm. this event. She mm-hmm. texted me, come to the event. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I think I can do that. And then I texted her, let me know where to meet you. Right. And then I texted her again being like, hey, let me know where to meet you. And then one more time, nothing. Let me, nothing. So no. I think something happened to her phone because she's the no. one who like initiated the Yeah, thing. I think she got snatched. She I definitely know, got snatched. Guys. You know, she got snatched by Pete Davidson Wait. and he just wants to marry her now. Yeah, oh, shoot God. on her. Talk, talk shit about her. Shoot on her on the mic. No, I can't do that. Just do, I mean, look, there's a zero percent chance she ever chance. listens to this podcast. So do, I think it, do, you're it, good. do it like pro wrestling, like to be like you, to how you're angry at her for not returning Rebecca, your call. Rebecca, if you're out there, I just hope you're okay, and I hope that you didn't no. drop your phone in a okay. toilet. That's, no. that's, that's, that's the worst promo. I just assumed it was a toilet drop. I oh, like no, how no, I'm no. worried about her safety, and you're like, shame. I just hope her phone didn't get in the toilet. Shame. Oh, it sucks shame to lose your phone. Yeah, Jamie, try it again. Try it again. Come on. It sucks to lose your phone. All right, Chad, you cut a promo on Rebecca. Rebecca! <laughs> no, that's much. All right, look. Look, Rebecca, you run your mouth, and you treat, you call me up, you invite me to a show, you say you're my friend, you say you're my compadre, my amigo. Uh-uh! Uh-uh! Because when I make plans with you, I give you the location, I give you the time, and I damn well show up when I say I'm gonna. But you, it's like every time you invite me somewhere, Pete Davidson shows up, he snatches you away, he tries to marry you, and you're gone. <sighs> like dust. In the air. We'll and that's why that. I'm here. Jason's new friend. Dan Black. Rebecca like, oh, too. Rebecca too. Becky Deuce. Anyway, have fun at your little concert. We're gonna be making music. <laughs> yeah. Fucking each other. We're gonna be making music right. and fucking each other. Alright, that's all I had. Anyway. I didn't uh, even know what you meant by cut a promo. Oh, I now you wanna try I one? No. Now you wanna try one? No, I'm okay. No, no, right. come on. But I, but I do know what it means. Jamie, now. come on. No, we we, we never get you on the show. They I'm want this. I think the Jaborniacs the Jaborniacs want to hear a non-wrestling fan cut a wrestling promo <laughs> on another non-wrestling fan <laughs> about an Ariana Grande concert. All right, all right, I get the hint, guys. Okay. Anyway. All right, Rebecca, Jamie. That's what I have to do. <laughs> yeah. Do it. What? Rebecca. Perfect. I'm coming for you, Rebecca. You invited me to Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you are Ariana Picanho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Promo cut. I like. Oh my God! We heard it, Jamie Lee. She's coming for you, Rebecca. She's coming for Rebecca. She's coming for Rebecca. All right. Anyway, bye, bye, Jamie. Bye, Jamie. Thanks for nothing. You're dismissed. Bye, bye. Okay. Anyway, thanks, Jamie, for stopping by. Okay. So anyway, now that now that your wife is gone, we could really let it all hang out. (laughs) Yeah. You guys, could you tell the difference? The podcast's about to heat up. Man, are you leaving? Okay, bye bye. Gabba, gabba, leave. Gabba, gabba, leave. All right. You know how to get out of here? It's yeah. Just follow the exit signs, basically. Okay. okay. Yeah. Bye, 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 Jamie. Let me know you got home safe. Okay, I will. Good husband. Ace <laughs> husband, Dan Black. Yeah. Okay, good. So let's get into it. Um, I feel like we should. Ch- uh, let me check if we got another cash in. Yeah, please. 
And let me tell you something. We could go as long as we want now that that wife of yours is gone, okay? We could party all night long in this podcast. You want to party? I'll fucking party with you, bro. You want to get a little party going? I got a gimp mask in my uh, my locker. I can bring it out. We could play Lashley with each other. Oh, man. All right, here we got to cash it. Hit me. And then we'll get to the next thing. I think, uh, I think Bobby Lashley hey, will be. this is Chris, a.k.a. Chris. I just actually wanted to sidetrack you guys with my cash in. It's been about 11 years since the last WWE The Music Volume 10 came out. Great point. I want to know what top three superstars would have the best music that would actually carry the next CD, but besides Shinsuke Nakamura, of course. Anyway, thanks for listening. Okay. Interesting sidetrack. Um, the music, I think, is fantastic. It's exactly what we needed is to be sidetracked. Right. That's probably <laughs> true. But if Shinsuke's out, uh, we can't use it because he probably has the best song, I guess. Um you know what I'm a sucker I think we all have our sucker songs right yeah, yeah. I'm a sucker for Paige's music I love it yeah that one <laughs> that one yeah I love it I, I think we want to get on track there yeah I know uh, I think Ember Moon's got a good song sing it Every song you like is a version of the Batista I Walk Along. I walk along <laughs> inside this pit of danger. Uh, you could sing that over any of the songs you like that right. radio. I just like to rock. Man. Wait, how does Amber Moon one go? Ember Moon goes, uh. No, that's Paige. That's Paige. I like the Paige one so much. Ember Moon is like, uh. Set the moon and let the embers. And the lights are flying. I walk along. Alright, this is a bad bit. Let's <laughs> yeah, man. let's move on. Do you have um, any songs that you love right now? I mean Bray Wyatt AJ. is great. AJ's a great song. I love the AJ. AJ song. would carry the soundtrack, I think. I think, I think. You gotta put it in terms of like based on what you're saying, Chris, uh aka Chris, I think that um you gotta remember you ha- one thing you gotta do is remember that you wouldn't have access to the song. Like that right. was the cool thing. That like, was the big part about the success right. of the music. So, I, like, I feel like now, I, literally, like, t- actually today, I, you could see, I was on WWE on my Spotify. Sometimes I just feel like listening to WWE. There's music. a WWE Spotify playlist. Oh, in every song. Not only that, look, they they literally Ramon. Oh, they updated. My chill song. They updated all the time, and I got an email from Spotify yesterday, being like, "Hey, new WWE song," and it's the B. Team's theme song. Like, has a shit theme song. <laughs> but it's funny that. Do you miss the point? The point is that I get email That's updates. That's a great point. I love that. Point. And they, uh, like they just released the new Shinsuke one. Uh, they just released that. They're a little behind the curve on that. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but you could check them all out. But yeah, I think uh, AJ one would be one where I'm AJ, like, I think would carry it because that one is like has the most crossover appeal. Yep. Yep. Oh no! It's yeah! it's the animal's back. Yeah, the think, ratio uh, of how much I dislike Batista's, how much I like his theme song, is so yeah. high. But I think the AJ one would be the one where I'm like, oh, I want to, I just want to pop that on. But one song, the the song I listen to the most, mm-hmm. WWE song that's not Shinsuke, because Shinsuke, what it was right, Shinsuke. That's right, the one I had the most. Right. right. Um, and I like the new Shinsuke one more. Uh, I, now, I, I don't hate it, but the, I've warmed up to it so yeah. much. But is um is a uh, Alistair Black song I really like. I listen to that mm-hmm. sometimes. I drive to the gym. I'll pop that on. Yeah. You know it off the top of your head? Um, it's not hitting me right now, but obviously I know it. I just can't sing it right now. Um, it's uh, I mean, it's obviously some rock and shit, which is what I'm all about. 
I love it's, to rock. It's obviously some rocking shit, which is what I'm all about. <laughs> you know I love to rock. Let me tell you something. My favorite series XM channel right now, Turbo. That's the 90s and 2000s hard rock. Stained uh, Lincoln Park, P.O.D. You coming in, Gabba Wee, Alistair Black coming at you, Gabba, Gabba Wee. Should I do a radio where it's just yeah. like, it's where you just do talk DJ up. songs? Yeah. We talk up by request from, this is from Chris, a.k.a. Chris in Cincinnati, coming at you, Gabba Wee, WFAM, New York, Sirius XM Co. Oh, yeah. I put my socks up on my my feet. feet. Yeah. I put my shoes up on those socks. Yeah. And then I walk up out the door. After I tied those shoes. (laughs) That's a great song. (laughs) I think that's what the song is. It's about putting on his shoes. Great song. Oh, man. Uh, Okay, cool. So let's let's move. Let's move on. Let's move on. All right. Cool. Good cashing. Good cashing. All right. Yes. I mean, um... Uh, let's move on to this Rollins sheep fucker joke. <laughs> great joke. <laughs> okay, so you thought the joke was great? I thought it was fantastic. Okay, so we have this match, Dolph Ziggler with Drew McIntyre, because Drew McIntyre won the match with Rollins that night, so right. Drew McIntyre will be ringside at Extreme Rules. Love it. With uh, This is a 30-minute Iron Man match uh, for the Intercontinental title. Who do you think takes it, Shebs? I said last year, the last one, I'm, I'll, I'll do prediction first. I'm going to say in a Ziggler uh, retain, uh, you know, with some McIntyre, sure. you know, interrupt, which, uh, I don't know. I would kind of, lo- I would love if, they, to be honest, obviously, again, Ziggler bias. I would like if Ziggler just won it straight up, and then you set up for the one-man Iron Man match at SummerSlam. Well, he's too much of a heel to just win straight up. This one, honestly, what? I will say. Why, though? Whatever. Because heels lose. I know, I know. It's Rollins. There's a lot to protect there. Rollins, I think, look, I think this is almost a 50-50. Because I could see Rollins like overcoming the odds of, of McIntyre and like winning this thing, but I do. If a gun was to my head, yeah. I would pick Ziggler because SummerSlam. I mean, because Extreme Rules is not the time to do this belt change. If right. Do unless it, they have some, it it's all about SummerSlam. Unless they have a plan. Right. If they have some kind of plan right now that we don't know about, which is um, for like if they have a, an opponent for Rollins lined up, but I, I don't. I don't think they do. No, I think it's going to be... I mean, I think Ziggler's retaining this thing. Yeah, and then do you think we see Ron Ziggler uh, again at SummerSlam? Uh, I do think we see Ron Ziggler again at SummerSlam. Have I mean, they but you know wrestled think- on a pay-per-view? Uh, yeah. This is- Didn't they do it at, the, at Money in the Bank? Isn't that where Ziggler won it? No, he won it on Raw, randomly. Oh, and the then- night at, oh, so, so who'd, oh, and who'd Rollins fight? Jinder? Who'd Rollins fight at the... I don't even know. Maybe I'm all, I'm all turned Rollins around Rollins wrestled for... He had the IC belt, and he retained it against Elias, Elias at Money in, in the, the Bank. bank. The next night, Ziggler cashed in. He did an EIC open challenge, right, I believe. Right, 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 Ziggler right. came, won it via right. roll-up. Clean, right. but yeah. roll-up. Right. Uh, I think McIntyre maybe did something, but it was a roll-up. Right. And uh, then on the rematch... What happened in the rematch? I mean, Ziggler beat him again, obviously. But that wasn't on a pay-per-view. No. No, that was so, like, so this, this is their first, first pay-per-view So match. I don't think it's going to change hands right now. I don't think it needs to i just want to know how they're gonna belt up mcintyre they need some gold around that kid's waist 
pronto. He's too awesome. Well, I had a little bit. You want to get into this segment on Raw. McIntyre was on fire on the microphone. Like yeah, he's he was awesome. like, "You have your jokes." And like he, he, the guy's on fire, and Zig and 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 Rollins interrupted him way too early. Because well, I think Rollins was like, he did yada. He went yada yada yada. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're like, yo, the guy was on fire. Yeah, let him go. But I think Rollins has a little bit of like, I'm a mic guy. I'm the bigger star here. Like this is my segment. They were both trying to like win the segment. It felt like yeah. And Rollins really wanted to be the guy who looks better in the segment. And McIntyre was doing his thing. I felt it was a little bit a little selfish, Rollins. Like, or he just didn't trust McIntyre's mic yeah. enough. But I think it was a great performance by both he, guys, honestly. He I interrupted McIntyre twice. Yeah, I think it's just disrespect towards McIntyre's mic skills, but I think they were strong, McIntyre. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that was a note or uh, Rollins. And he was, he was, he was, because he was uh, being, uh, he was uh, trigger happy, uh, V trigger happy. That's what right. I'm, uh, he was revolution knee happy, you mean? The yeah. same move? Yeah. Um, yeah, he but, was V trigger happy with uh, the, with the jokes. With like, the, he was excited to tell these jokes. I mean, I think those jokes were good. And the thing I like the most about them is yeah. usually in like, yeah. when people are cutting promos against each other in the ring, like talking against yeah. each other. The thing that will set you off, like the thing you get so mad at, you're like, oh, that's it, now I'm coming in, is usually like so stupid. Right. It's just sort of like, oh, I'm going to beat you bad. And it's like, oh, fuck, you can't say that shit. And they run. This was like actually a pretty big insult to levy on someone for them to get mad and rush the ring. Wow. Like, you fuck sheep, I think is a good, good enough reason to get someone fired. It's a realistic enough comment to fire someone up and get them coming into the ring. Okay. So I liked it. So I have a couple thoughts. I, I had I, like almost the opposite take where I was like, who would even get upset? It's so stupid. Like who would be like, yeah, it's you a, fuck it's sheeps. It's, it was so random. But it's, no, it's a big, it's a nasty stereotype. Although I think it's more of a New Zealander stereotype than it is a Scottish stereotype or also like an Arab farmer, like a yeah. shepherd stereotype. It's not really, I don't think it's really a Scottish stereotype. Yeah, I, I didn't love it like I went after, but that I will say funny. this, it raised my eyebrows. Like it was like, oh, okay. I, I just like Magatar flipping out about it I thought was kind of off game for his the fact that he's like nothing you say affects me like I'm here to like change this this like goofy atmosphere right, here right, right. and him getting mad was a little off for me it made him more stoogy when I see I see I have very high hopes for this gimmick of right. like people here are lazy they're telling jokes it doesn't matter right I like that a lot but I think when you're a big tough guy and you're on the road and you you know that road that life on the road is real tough <laughs> and it's real lonely you're not getting any pussy. Yeah. You're not getting any pussy. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of the people think the wrestlers are going town to town like sailors, just crushing puss. Not McIntyre, because he's not about the bullshit. He's about the wrestling. Yeah. So we know he's lonely, and and it wouldn't be so outlandish that he fucked a sheep at some point, because he had to. McIntyre's living a real, he's not living like a Randy the Ram lifestyle. No, like, he's, <laughs> he's ramming rams is what he's doing. <laughs> So uh, the thing is, like, when you make that insult against him, it's like, you know what? People might believe this. And it's a stereotype of New Zealanders and Arabs. So, like, why not Scottish people, too? It's insulting his whole people. Yeah. I think it's realistic that we'd get mad. I like it. I would listen to this podcast. This podcast right here? (laughs) Yeah, I would listen to this. Let me tell you something. (laughs) I'm crushing it right now as a guest host. I'm killing. Yeah, yeah. The Randy the Ram. um, (laughs) Yo, anyway. Uh... I thought it was good. You know what else I really like? You know what I really like? I like that fucking when they rushed the ring, Rollins slipped out of the ring. I thought that was a really clever. Yeah, and you can you and they there once you get in the ring, there you're in the cage. You can't right. get out. You can't get out. You can't slip back through the. But rope. I like that Rollins you gotta be angry. But there. I like that he evaded them, which I think you don't see that much. They did a yeah. They did a a switch there. That's the the, the ring double turn. Yeah. Uh, no, but no. Here's the thing. I all right. So I didn't mind the jokes in this segment. I want to clarify it 
Because last week I was very uh, hard on Finn for just making those those uh, South Parky jokes where right. he was like, actually I have the clip here, but I'm not gonna play it. But where he he, he essentially had the thing where it was just like, now say I'm sorry, and it's like I'll say I'm sorry. Sorry you got fired from TGA Fridays from wearing that vest. It was right, all like right, this. Right. I played the Family Guy clip. You know, it's right. just like it's just like oh. You're going to flip out when like, you see these results. Or it's like, I don't know how to say this, but uh, Basinger? Basinger? Yeah, Basinger? Basinger? Yeah. Anyway, on to the test results. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Love it. You failed. You know? Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Finn's My joke, kid's test results. The thing is this. I think Finn, as much as I love him, isn't the guy who's going to pull off jokes as good as Rollins can. I think Rollins joke. Yeah. But he's also- better at it. He's, Rollins is just better at it. And I love that they said you fuck sheep without like- they were able to dance around it PG style pretty good. The writing was slick. I think because you said writing. like, oh no, you know, don't, don't, uh, uh, don't uh, actually, I have it here. I got the sheep joke here. We should focus on this for an hour. Yeah, let's do a tight hour on sheep joke, and then I'm gonna go back into my Gimp Lashley gimmick again. This could be bad. Hey, tell me, tell me there are no photographs, man. Please look. I, I know it gets lonely in Scotland, but there, there are only so many sheep to go around, Drew. I, please tell me there's no photographs. Hey, please. Love yeah, it. it's done well. That's it. that it. actually when you hear it, it's done well because it's like so there's good. only so many sheep to go out at I mean, it's so fucked up. It's great. And then later he right goes like, "I'm a bad man" or whatever, so something like that. But it's right over the head of any kid, you know? Like, right. That's what great. And everyone our age is like, "Oh yeah, it feels a little attitudey, a little bit." Yeah. You know? Like, I like that it catered to my base needs. Yeah. And he's taking all stereotypes of Scotland and he's building them up. <laughs> he's not burning them down. He's reinforcing them. Reinforcing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're building a foundation back his architect style. Oh, man, he's an actual architect. Okay, so, oh, man, I have so much to say. Say it, All baby. right, so one thing I want to say is, all right, we were talking about them stealing from the podcast. So there's a mole listening. They this was this we actually they got into what burning it down was. We were yeah. talking to Jinder, who's now a complete comedy act. What what the hell happened? I was gone for two Dude, weeks. There's so and many now, tangents. I, and right. now Jinder's just a, uh, an Indian guru stereotype. He, he, yeah, he's become like it's almost like WWE's like fine. We'll take him serious for a year, but then can we please just reduce him to an Indian stereotype? I like him better like this. He makes more sense like this to me. It it is more. It, 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 I don't know if I like it. It's a little just like it feels like a, a little, like lazy writing. It's a little too racist. It's a little, but uh, like and the bon- it, the switch was so fast. Right. Like again, it's everything happens to WWE where there's not a, a moment where he's like, you know, where he's like flipped out. And it's like I was I got too angry. Well, I need you're, to like- you're 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 looking for them to make sense. The thing about WWE, yeah. if something's not w- working or if they just have it's a different axed. whim, they're just like fuck that. Now this, boo. Who, who yeah, gives yeah. a shit? These morons will do whatever. Well, sometimes we say. I love that. Sometimes it's great. It's like right. let's just get rid of it. Uh, if something's not working, but. Right. Uh, um, Rollins was like, hey, burning it down. Maybe I was like, oh, I get it. I'm trying to burn down my uh, – he was justifying what burn, burning what it down was. What did he say? I don't but know. I was talking about last week. Where I'm like, oh, burning it down. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was justifying. Like, I was like, what? I forgot what I was saying. But it was. I was like, oh, is burning it down about like burning down his old self? Right. Like burning down the facade of like the, guy, the architect, the guy – burning down the guy who was like a cheater, mm, who was like yes. – I, I was comparing it to LeBron right. who – uh, who I'm saying now is going back. He's having his a second heel turn. Right. But like LeBron, where, where him going to Cleveland, back to Cleveland. Like mm. when he said, "Oh, I'm taking my talents." That's when he was like, "Oh, I'm turning on the shield. Right. I'm hitting them with the I hitting them with the chair." And like right. now it's like, "Hey, I'm the architect." Blah blah. And it's about burning down that old mm. lazy version of himself, right. the shortcutting version. Right. Shanti. Shanti. Yes. <laughs> very much. Shanti. 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 Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. But instead, what burned down is just like I'm in Iowa and I'm burning it down. 
Yeah. Like, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying that's essentially what it is. Right. Like, I'm here in this building burning it down. But I think it's more just saying, like, yo, whatever is fucking going on right here. I don't give a shit. Burn it down. I'm Seth Rollins. I stomp on people. I know, but that's what I don't like is it's just I mean, a catchphrase. Yeah, I would like burn it down. It's like burning down your old conceptions of what you used right. to be. <laughs> You're looking for way too much depth in WWE. Uh, from you the dance me, fighting program. You remind me of my oldest grandson. Of my oldest grandson, Drew McIntyre, that <laughs> sheep fucker, okay? He's like, I don't like catchphrases. I don't like gimmick. Tra-. Look, just enjoy the catchphrases, okay? I love catchphrases. Okay, Let me so tell you something. The reason I liked it, I like catchphrases too, but I just, I'm looking for a little more. What I would say. Is what I liked about these promos from Ziggler and Rollins was like I, I'm a sucker for the uh, the dueling compliments or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, when they're yeah, both yeah. like, "Yo, Ziggler, like you're fucking good." Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I like yeah. I think these guys have they do have a chemistry. They do have like a fight forever chemistry. Sure, those matches are tremendous. Right, where it is like I would like I like them building up a Daniel Bryan Miz kind of a like a or like a Zayn Owens kind of a thing between the sure. two of them. You know yeah. where it's like, and I, I think it's also a good it's a good way to plug in Rollins when they don't have him at the top if they're you know. Sure, I just had a apropos of nothing. I just had a flash, a vision. Yeah, what if it was Omega, Cody. Rollins, Ziggler in a four-way. What a match that would be! What inc- I mean, this means I mean that we could move on from this point. But it just yeah, popped in my head, no, like, good. man, those four guys. I would love to just watch a fucking fatal four-way with those fucking guys. You're quite the comedian. Can you do the <laughs> Oh, it's the same as Vince, only with a Scottish accent. <laughs> You're quite the comedian. <laughs> yeah, man, donkey. I, I was I was so bummed when Rollins interrupted him. I was like, oh man, I'm I'm liking this. Look, is there anybody? In the WWE, that you're more excited to learn more about than Drew McIntyre. He yeah. hit the scene, and I'm like, I love what this guy looks like. I love what his matches look like. I love what he's doing. I love his promos. Everything about this guy is tremendous to me. Yeah. All right. So anyway, one thing I said, I like Ziggler ripping on the CrossFit. I like that when he yeah. was just like, "Ah, hey, but this isn't. We're not doing that. We're not doing toe touches or whatever you do at CrossFit. It's none of my business." Love like, it. like they're also sheep fucking at CrossFit. Look, look, Ziggler's a funny dude who knows how to cut a promo. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. doing good work. All right. Anyway, um, dig it. Uh, okay. So let's move on to another. <laughs> let's just go by match. Sure. Um, oh, wait. So is this us doing extreme rules? Can I tell you why I'm not excited about each match? Well, it's because there's no extreme stipulation. <laughs> no, I guess uh, here's, here's what's lackluster to be about this match. A 30-man Iron Man match? There's nothing iron about that. That's like an aluminum man match. 60-minute Iron Man match. Yeah, that's it's true. 60 minutes is an Iron Man. What's this 30-minute bullshit? I don't give a fuck about that. Aluminum man match. Aluminium man match for our British listeners. Okay. So, anyway, as you can see, I'm non-studio, so I... Uh, as you as can you see... Can, as you can hear, uh, so looking up these cash-ins is a real pain in the ass. Uh, there's some of Brock Lesnar. We can't go back to Brock Lesnar. No, okay, guys? Lesnar. We can't go out to Brock Lesnar. Okay, we got Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax on the yeah. promo. This is an Extreme Rules match for WWE Women's Championship. So they did announce that Ra- Rousey will be ringside. Why? Uh, I don't know. You know, I guess she's still technically suspended, but she they said she they're pulling the she bought a ticket routine. Oh, they said she bought a ticket or they yeah. said she's going to be ringside. Ringside is not in a seat. What they No, said. I think they said she bought a ticket. I think she has oh, okay, a ticket. Okay. So she won't be ringside. She'll be like It was just an announcement. It's not it, it's not oh, at all oh, like oh, 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 it's, see, it's just see, something see, Cole I said. I see. I see. Yeah. Uh, Cole, you mean that fucking what they call him? What kind of what kind of mule? Obsolete mule? Obsolete. Michael Cole. Obsolete. That, that obsolete mule. Um, yeah, look, Ronda Rousey. I'm wearing a rowdy, uh, rowdy Ronda Rousey t-shirt right now. I love her. I love no, to see wearing? her. What are you wearing? A gimp mask and a rowdy Ronda Rousey t-shirt. <laughs> My name's Bobby. How are you? How are you doing today? I love you. 
I love you, Francis. Francis, I love you. Armando right, so, Alejandro Estrada, and I'm about to fuck Bobby Lashley. Uh, I'll, uh, all right, so Alexa Bliss definitely wins this belt. Yeah, of course. Keeps the belt. I mean, you always say if she has weapons, she's a threat, right? She's going to win by not cheating because it's extreme rules, uh, but that's how she's going to be uh, Nia clean, by fucking hitting her with shit. It's going to be great. Why, why does Alexa Bliss still not have the fucking cattle prod? She'll have it for this one. Don't well, bring she had the, the kendo prod. stick, right? So she's showing that up. Yo, what big, ups, probably big ups to Nijax for breaking a kendo stick in half. I've never really seen people do that. That's yeah, pretty that cool. was pretty badass. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Ronda Rousey beat Nijax at uh, MSG. At a house show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a house show, man. Who gives a shit? <laughs> if it matters, well, it's MSG, so it matters a little more. Belts have been changed hands there. Okay. So Lexi wins that. All right. Move on. So let's. We got. Uh, AJ Styles versus Rusev Day. This is Rusev's first single match for the WWE Championship. Love it. Love so, him. Yeah, look, look, you know. Not exciting because AJ is clearly going to win. We're moving on to SmackDown. SmackDown coming back to Fridays. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, uh, Rusev Day. Look. Do, is there any chance Rusev wins the belt? No, there's no Sunday. chance Rusev wins the belt. They, they don't want Rusev with the fucking strap on Extreme Rules. It's not even SummerSlam yet. Like this is not going to happen. It's just a it's a filler match. But I love that they're finally giving Rusev the the push of like, yo, he's main event level. Right. That's cool. But like, I'm not excited about this pay per view because I could predict everything that's going to happen and the stuff that I can't predict, like the 50-50 Rollins Ziggler match, sh- is is a slap in my face because it's 30 minutes aluminum. So this one's an AJ win. But it should be a good match. Yeah, this will be a clean AJ win. The clean only thing AJ. I, I would say it's a clean AJ win, and there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no, it'd be silly to move the belt off AJ right no. now. There the could only be thing some could AJ see, English interference that backfires and makes Rusev lose somehow. And there could be a way where like these guys could have like a, they could tear the house down, they could have and then match. they, and then they either have a rematch at SummerSlam or I think what I see best case scenario is. Uh, Rusev added to whatever their plan was for, right, a- for AJ. AJ. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I like the idea of a triple threat with AJ, Rusev, and somebody else because you have like your all-around guy, you've got your big man, and then you just have you know a high flyer or like a technical guy, like a third member of that match could right. be really cool. Well, what is SummerSlam looking like here? It looks like shit. It, it looks, looks like, like we get see a SummerSlam so far. All right, so it looks like shit. I mean, SummerSlam does- is such a B pay-per-view, man. Mania, this is the off-season for me. I'm a Rumble to Mania guy. I don't Rules, this looks good to on. me. So, all right, if we have, like, I would be excited. God help me if Dean Ambrose returns for SummerSlam, okay? Because I will just fucking leave. I'll, I'll be in the building. He comes out. I'm going home. <laughs> That's definitely when he's coming back. Oh, please, God. Anyway, no. uh, Gene's Ambrose. Um, and you know he's going to SmackDown because SmackDown's going to Friday. And, you know, <laughs> casual Friday. Casual. Uh, so, anyway, so. Uh, my plan, <laughs> I'm by saying, the way. So, Betsy, Lashley, we're probably going to see. We're probably going to. Listen. Everything, every rumor we hear is always true. I, I'm noticing. Sure. Like, I think we're gonna see Roman Goldberg at SummerSlam. Goldberg right. called him out. It. I think. I think we're gonna see that. Okay. And uh, so you think Lash is gonna win because of a Goldberg interference? I'm not, I don't know. What, I don't know how, but I think. I think that Lashley is. What I think does Goldberg have wrestling still? Like he's good. Do you man. think? No, I'm saying, and I think Lesnar's gonna keep the belt through SummerSlam, and I think he will wrestle. And I think Lashley's a good guy to feed to Le- to Lesnar. Yeah, that makes sense. And the story of it is like. It's you know it's a sellable it's match. Two big guys, but it's gonna be a boring look. Match. Obviously, it's Bobby Lashley is my one hundred millionth choice, but I don't want to see Roman Brock again. No, but I'd rather we see Roman Brock 
here and not WrestleMania. Like, that's my fear. I just don't want this at WrestleMania. We're not going to see Roman Brock and Mania again. I just hope not. There's man. no I chance. I can't do that again. No, we're not going to I can't have it. Roman Reigns main event his fifth WrestleMania in a row. Only Hulk Hogan has done that before. The Rock hasn't. Stone Cold hasn't. It's a fucking insult to me as a wrestling fan for Roman Reigns to wrestle to main event okay. WrestleMania five years in a row. So potentially we see... Uh, we see Lashley, Lesnar, then we see Goldberg, Reigns, this is a possibility, I don't know. I, I gotta look closer into that, but I just feel like everything I hear is always true. Alexa Bliss, Rousey. Great. That's Love awesome. It. Fantastic. I'm excited. Yeah, we want, that's awesome. I'm excited Ooh. for that. Uh, and so, okay. all right, AJ, so AJ Rusev, so we, we, we're predicting that AJ keeps the belt. Yeah. Um. Uh, I just think Rusev has no chance to have the belt because he's a comedy act right now. Yeah, he's a comedy act right now. Um, oh, my God. Can I just talk about Rusev? The one note I made yeah. for this whole podcast is on this post-it note right now. <laughs> yeah, thanks and for I said, preparing. I said, because Raw was pretty boring overall. I love that you haven't prepared, but we're, I think we're in the second hour already. I don't give a <laughs> shit. I don't care. This is my time, baby. Um, look. Raw was mostly a dud. I mean, I like the sheep fucking promo, but SmackDown was certainly a dud. Daniel Bryan bored me to tears, right? The one note I have is the best part about, uh, about like, uh, canon WWE this week between Raw and SmackDown was Rusev commentating was so good. Yeah. It was so funny and so amazing, and I wrote down some of his points, and they were so goddamn special. Can I tell you some of these points? Yeah. There, did you write these down also? I had, I had uh, talking, one thing he did that I really were, liked, but I read on uh, the Facebook page from 4 in the morning. Uh, uh, people were really loving it in the live thread. Can they, look, they were talking about like AJ's, pre, like, oh, look at the career he's had. Look at the accomplishments he's had so far. He's a decorated, he's like, and Rusev's like, what about my accomplishments? I used to come out in a tank, Michael. I used to come out in a tank. <laughs> yeah, I love that. He, he's like, I was undefeated for almost a year. But. And I came out in a tank. That checks all the boxes of why I watch professional wrestling, professional <laughs> wrestling, and why I love it so much. I love the stat of I drove, I came in a tank. Oh my god! And then they're talking about. See, that's saying Omega's got no tank. No, he's got no. But when it comes to <laughs> WWE, he will have a tank. That's uh, why he needs it. The budget. He'll get the tank. Um, and then another I think thing. I'm still burned from that Omega when he when he said that he had to like paper mache his own hat for Wrestle Kingdom or whatever. All right, keep why going. Why is he wearing a paper mache hat? Whatever. The, the whole the whole budget it didn't come together. All right, go. Paper mache is not cheap. All right, another thing Rusev said also during this guest commentary spot yeah. was they were talking about, like, well, what if he puts you in a calf crusher? You know, what are you going to – he's like, you can't get my legs in a calf crusher. Yeah. They're too big. My quads are too big. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, shout out to my Instagram for more pictures of my, of my calves. Follow me on Instagram. Yeah. There's lots of pictures of my quads. <laughs> yeah. Tons of quad shots on Instagram. It was just so funny. By he the way – plugging his Insta. Is, is that – those are them? Yeah. yeah I, those, I, are my, those are my only notes on the show. Those are the two that I love. Rusev used to come out in the tank. That's one of his <laughs> achievements. And that he said, follow me on Instagram for pictures of my quads. <laughs> yeah. The me thing crumpling with, my notes up. Uh, the thing with Rusev is – he is he is a bit of a comedy act. The Rusev Day thing is it's definitely over. But I what I was saying on the Facebook page four in the morning under his eye, blessed be the fruit, uh, is that by the way, Handmaid's Tale, uh, the finale played this week, great, great, came back. Let's around. not get that sidetracked that we're talking about Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> Guys, okay? check out Handmaid's Tale. Pause the podcast right now. Don't come to the live show. Pause the podcast. <laughs> Go watch all twelve episodes on Hulu. Then come uh, back. I think there's thirteen. But anyway, uh, so. Uh, <laughs> It, it, Do you even it, know what you were talking about? No. Tell me what you were just talking about. I defy you to tell me what you were just talking <laughs> no, about. No, I'm saying the thing I said on the Facebook before the morning of us being on the fruit is Rusev Day, I think he should try. Right now he's this thing where he's tweening between 
a comedy act and a yeah. serious contender. Yeah. And I think like Rusev Day spin it into like what well, the shoot authenticity is what we always find, right? Sure. And Ru- this a couple of shoot elements about Rusev, okay? Is that he uh his name's Miro. Is that he We've heard rumors that he threatens to leave a couple times. Right. Right? Because they're not that he asked to respect. get released. He's right? too good. He would so kill it on the indies. We know that about him, right? Yeah. We also know that he got removed from that taker match, mm-hmm. right? And then put back into it for yeah. his comments outside, right? Sure. So we know that. And then we know that he, um, well, we know Lana's his actual wife. Sure. Good, so good pull. Nice pull, Miro. There's a lot of elements there for that little... he could spin it into a, be- a, a, a shoot authentic beef about like how the company treats him right and rusev day could be like hey this company fine you don't want to celebrate me i'll celebrate myself every single day sure. on rusev day and make rusev day a more of a serious protest or something uh, yeah man I- i'm cool with it just being goof i mean i know what you're saying it'd be cool if you if you had a well, just- i'm saying he's tweeting i'm not saying i understand that it's not i understand that that's like maybe overthinking rusev day right. but what i'm saying is that like the problem with rusev is like he doesn't act like he doesn't feel like the champ. He doesn't feel like the champ, but one day he will be champ because he deserves it. He's very good, right? But Rusev Day is too much fun right now to stop. Don't don't mess with it right I know, now. But it's always the power. There's there's such a power in the best in the world CM Punk thing. Like there's such a power of just being like I'm the best, and then you can't just you can't just recklessly say it. You can't be like Baron Corbin and right, just be right, like right. I'm the best. Right, it doesn't it means really nothing. Think. But you yeah. can be Rusev. And you get, you and might say, be able to like, look how over I am. Yeah. Look how disrespect. When you're in the spot of when the company's disrespecting you, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, which, it's a good spot to be. Right. Which is, by the way, something that they is talk about everything being a work. Yeah. With that's always how they work with Ziggler. They always come. That's how they always bring him back up. There's always an element of like, of like uh, this guy could be the champ. Right. You know. Uh, like, but we're just not doing anything with him right now. Yeah, they, they know that they like you. You see when they push him every once in a while that they yeah. know like he's just their secret weapon always right. or whatever. Sure. But I'm saying is that like he he's in the zone right now where he could cut not a pipe bomb, but he could cut something that's like, hey, take me seriously. Well, he's in that great zone of the company's not pushing him to the stars and the people love him, right? That's right. The, but he's more of a comedy act than CM Punk ever was. He's more of a comedy act than like you know. Any right. topic, Stone Cold, you know, The Rock was a different type of comedy. Like Rusev's not at that best in the world level, and I don't right. think any sort of angle is going to put him there. I don't think he's ever going to get there. He, he doesn't, but he will be champ. He's just not going to be champ. And actually, this I'm thinking out loud here because we're we're being lenient on the time today. Is why yeah. I'm just oh, we could flow, baby. I don't what, have I don't have Zig in my ear being like, ah, oh, sorry, bro, dude, an hour limit, get out of uh, here, pal. This is all chips. When they're uh, that time when Sophie was wrapping us up. Sophie, I'm like, 315. She's like, how about three? I'm like, you know what? Just because you finished masturbating doesn't mean that we got to get out of here. Yeah, we both got to get our cookies, honey. (laughs) Anyway. um, Uh, So here's what I want to do with Rusev Day. Can I tell you what I want to do? And not right now. I don't want to tamper with right now, but the minute Rusev Day gets stale, you know what I want to see happen? What? Rusev Nights. (laughs) When when people start being tired of Rusev Day, I want to be like, you know what the night is, baby? It's Rusev night. And then he lights candles and he puts on a robe yeah. and he's just like a, a sashaying around. And, you know, right. I think that'd be funny. And then Rusev month when it's like <laughs> yeah. when you were not trying to make it oversaturated. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. The thing about Rusev is he's, he's a great talent. There is a, there is, there is a thing where it's not – well, I'm spitballing. I'm almost giving you the writer's room here because it's not fully clicking where it's like, 
I, I don't want that belt off him to AJ Styles. It's not. He's not. He's not ready to beat AJ Styles for the belt. I, look, I was the only one of you fucking mark ass bitches who called it that Shinsuke was not ready to take the belt off of AJ. He was not at that level in the company yet. He's right where he needs to be right now, taking yeah. off a U.S. title off Jeff Hardy. That, but none of you people said that was going to happen at the last pay per view, except for me. Because I know what's up. Well, there's a difference between what I... Rusev's not at the level. You're getting on your high horse here. I'm just saying No, because I stand by what I said about Shinsuke. Because Shinsuke, I think, is like in this heel place, feels like a major threat. Sure. Where Rusev feels like a major goof. Sure. But this is where the numbers... Even though size-wise, you put those guys next to each other. It's insane to think. That's the comedy one. But this is where the number system came to... How it came to be because I was like, rate AJ Styles out of 100 right now, and then rate Shinsuke out of 100, and tell me Shinsuke's well, we, we ready to beat. We haven't announced that. I'm not, yet, we, didn't, we don't need to even say anything. I'm just saying this is where. That's I, a soft announcement. I'm just a tease, baby. I'm teasing. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, well, um, uh, I'm just saying Shinsuke's not at the level of AJ Styles, and Rusev certainly is not at the level of AJ Styles right now, where he's not going to be the guy to end that title run. All right, who, who do you want to see AJ Styles fit? So let's assume he keeps it. Who do you want to see AJ versus, uh, versus at SummerSlam? Anyone but Dean Ambrose. Please, <laughs> please, please, Daddy Vince. What's the coolest match, though, for AJ on that SmackDown roster? He It won't be Daniel Bryan. Miz. Uh, which you don't like. Miz? Miz it up. Let him beat Miz at SummerSlam. Give Miz a push. You know, I'm always down to push Miz. I mean, who else is who's the big dogs on SmackDown who who aren't in a program? Like, what's Miz's program? Right I now? think like, we're gonna see Miz, Daniel Bryan. At, no, 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 we're team, hell team Hell No. All right, whatever. Anyway, all right, let's get look. Shit. All right, we got. Uh, uh, we're just going through this Extreme Rules card, baby. We're keeping right, it extreme. All right, so we got Car- uh, Carmella versus Asuka. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't care less about this, but I love Ellsworth. He's doing funny stuff. Ellsworth is terrible on the mic. He's te- that's the whole appeal of Ellsworth is that he's a zero on everything. He's an absolute worthless human being. I, remember, I think he got worse since he left, though. What do you mean he got worse? He was at a zero before. What's he at now? A negative one? I think he got worse. I don't you know. can't get worse from nothing. That's why it's endearing. That's why we love him because he sucks so bad. So anyway, this match is going to uh Carmella is going to retain Oscar yeah, uh, James retain. Ellsworth will be suspended above the ring in a shark cage. I love <laughs> that. I love it. I love it so much. It's so funny. Every once in a while, they throw this shark tank in the mix. Like, it's like a standard wrestling <laughs> yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. happens. And I guess it is at this point because it's well, happened I, was before. Was it the first time Jericho maybe, above the cage? Maybe. I just know that I've seen this before. And it's just so funny to me that this is like a thing that can happen in wrestling. Yeah. They can suspend your fucking homeboy yeah. in a shark cage above the ring yeah. like the, for no reason and has no effect on the match whatsoever. Nah. And it's just a goof. The the, uh, the thing is, like, this guy can't be trusted at all. Let's just put him right in the action with holes where he could drop anything. Yeah, I think I think that the 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 hierarchy of like what if how dangerous. Oh. <laughs> be amazing oh man if he just started peeing on oscar and that's how and then he then oscar would win by dq that's a foreign object shot piss is far once it leaves your you foreign re- object. once it leaves your bladder it's a foreign object technically that was a ready to rumble callback oh can't wait till that come out <laughs> rose mcgowan shows her breasts to david arquette and david arquette goes foreign object and like punches her in the face I and think. then they have sex <laughs> guys this movie makes no sense it is so offensive and terrible in every way it's offensive to me as a human it's offensive to me as a wrestling fan as a writer it's offensive to me as a writer it's offensive to me as a guy who likes david arquette i'm offended but you gotta check out this episode on the patreon uh bonus episode if you don't pay for it pay for it if for no other reason than to hear us 
dissect Ready to Rumble for four hours. For, but, okay. but I digress. So I think a Carmella keeps the belt. Carmella then, keeps the belt. Yeah. Then, now, what's your Carmella appreciation levels at right high. now? High. High? Has it dipped at all? Is it still high? I mean, it's dipped a little bit. She's Because uh, I think out of all the people I know, your Carmella appreciation has been a little bit more. Not that people don't think she's doing yeah. good. I think we all think she's doing good. But you seem to think she's doing even better than I she's, think she's doing. She, right? All right, you know, look, this is kind of a – here's the deal. Carmella right now is not in the zone in the, with this Oscar feud because uh, – uh, uh, well, okay, when Carmella was against Charlotte, it was a class war, right. Right? right? And it was like, all right, it was like, I'm trashy. Oscar's also kind of trashy, right? I like, don't know I, what she is. Well, I don't know Asuka what defies. She's undefined, right? She's undefined. So what her thing is like? So how does it, how does that like when Carmella's up against Charlotte, who's like the she's like the absolute athlete, right? This is like what is Oscar? Like how do they like they're both it, crazy? It doesn't make sense. I mean, Oscar, I hate. It's just like in comedy where like just being crazy isn't enough of a of an unusual. Yeah, we talked thing. about it for an hour last week. Uh, when I, I, got, I I got a cash in, uh, we got a cash in last week asking like the guy specifically asked me why crazy works for. Hardy and it doesn't work for Ambrose. Right, because it's a different type of crazy. It's so much more specific with Hardy. It, that's what I said. The specificity is actual rules to what Hardy does. Right. And they're like, oh, why does it? And then I said, I took it even further and I said, crazy works for Jeff because Jeff is legitimately a, drug a crazy addict. man. Yeah, and a wild man. All right, so so if you covered it last week, we don't need to get into it. Right. But I will say that crazy is not enough, as you've proven on this podcast before. And Asuka's gimmick is either just being crazy or just being weird in Japanese or all of them. And neither of those is enough to like really stand on so she doesn't truly make sense you know like it's hard for your it's really hard for your opponent right to get what, heat how do you play what, off of what, you? Yeah. what how do you insult them if you're a trash talking heel right, right what do you say about oscar you go like your outfit's stupid like you should but also i mean what do you if her gimmick is just being a weird japanese woman you can't just bash weird japan because that's right sounds racist what do you say about oscar I'll tell you. Well, I'll tell you what I the, say. About actually, Asuka. she has one dig against Oscar, which is really good. But she said it a million times, which is like, "I beat Charlotte Flair two times, right. and you like." So it's I'm two, twice, two times better than Oscar. I think what you need to do is you just gotta straight man it and just call out Oscar and be like. You're just a crazy weirdo. Like, I'm not afraid of you. You don't make any sense. I don't know why all these people are afraid of you, but like, you've lost your streak. There's nothing special about you. You're literally nothing right now. That's what I would do. And as a writer, what I would do with Asuka, I've said it before, get her in some fucking threatening face paint immediately. When you yeah. when she was Kana in Japan and she had like clown <laughs> face paint on, she made sense. It's all, all that weirdness got hella more specific. Right. So that's the thing. That's the thing. So I, I think Carmella is very capable, but she's lacking in uh, an opponent that's that is plays to her strength, sure. which is the microphone. Sure. And what I will say, and uh, also. Uh, Ellsworth is doing most of the talking, and he's worse on he's the microphone than Carmella. So right. why, why, you know what I mean? Like Carmella was better off without totally. Ellsworth. Ellsworth standing there and like cheating with her is yeah, fine. Yeah, it's great. And I like when she says like he, she said like my babe or whatever, and right. she's like don't call me babe. Yeah, it's like but don't he's wink dominating at me. the mic. Well, he needs to be le- look. He's a great tool, but he shouldn't be your main thing, right? right? I think a peppering of him is great. I love the wink that he does. I love that she was like don't wink at me. The wink is so good because it's. it's so I've never bad. seen someone struggle to wink. That's the thing. He sucks. At everything, he can't even fucking wink. You know what else? I bet. Here's the things I don't think that James Ellsworth could do. Realistically, I'm not even trying to knock the guy. Yeah. I don't think he knows how to whistle. I don't. 
I don't think he could tie his shoes. Yeah. I bet he wears Velcro shoes or someone else laces his boots for him. Yeah. I don't think he has a checking account. I don't think he knows how to do banking, yeah. simple banking. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he could remember an ATM pin code. Right. He certainly can't remember his online banking passwords. Um, <laughs> the guy sucks at everything. He's uh, Anything that a human being can do, yeah. he can't do. And winking is one of those things. Anything that Ricochet could do. The dream kind of do better. All right. Anyway. All right. I, was um, to, yeah. I was like, where did I hear that from? Okay. Anyway, anything you could. All right. New Day versus Sanity tables not even, match. Not even this worth is, talking about. What is this? This is that's gonna be like a that, either that'll kick off the show or it's pre-show. I, I mean, think it, I think it's pre-show, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. By the I was making this point on Down, which was that uh, there's too many tag teams right now that their gimmick is right. that they're crazy. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. Not not crazy. Because it's just different discussion, right, 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 right. but is that they're like wild? They're, like uh, you can't handle these guys. They're 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 uh, they're um they go too far. They're like wild. Yeah, they, like they cut promos in the dark. Yeah, they, well, they, they even had both of them cut promo in the dark. Well, together. That was cool. I was like combine them, but like keep them combined for life. Because what are, what are you gonna have? All these all the like sanity's gimmick. To be honest, it's the best version of what I've been asking for, which right. is like. Um, which is uh, like they actually are the Joker. They're talking my ca- they're hitting actual Joker lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I'm like, oh, we always dance around it, but like these guys want chaos. Like, let's actually do it. I wanted it from the Wyatt family. I never got it. Right. I had a weird thought. Tell me, this is crazy. Yeah. Just I wouldn't even bring this up. We're just going to overtime. Yeah. You think Sanity would they mesh it all with Shinsuke? Would Sanity mesh with Shinsuke? If you had like no, the, no, I don't think no, so Shinsuke either. Shinsuke is not what you want him to. be. You want Shinsuke to be like the Joker, yeah, and he's not. He's more like a Joker. Like he's just some fucking dork. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's some fucking twerp. No, Sanity is about helicopter noises and post-apocalyptic yeah. bullshit and like you know chaos and being a fat white guy. Well, I lo- I love what Sanity's doing, but they don't have a good enough leader. They're not. Look, like Eric Young. No, no, he's good. He's good, but he's not. I want a heavyweight leader. You know what they don't have? They don't have enough fucking good people. In- Look, uh, Killian Dane, fine. He's your big man. I could take him. Yeah, he's good. Eric Young, pretty good on the mic. He's got a good rasp to his voice. He is good on the mic, but he's that he's third not guy. Is such a doofus. Yeah. What's he's got a little wisp of blonde hair. He's, he's, he's vaguely Scandinavian. Yeah. What's his name? Wolf Alexander. He, what's his fucking? I don't even know he's what his like name. Ducky. Is. He's like Ducky. Uh, he's a Shucky Ducky. Yeah. He's a complete zero. They had Nikki Cross. They should have kept her in Sanity and brought her up. They need another. What do you think about this? What if Luke Harper was the leader of Sanity? Yeah. Why? I don't want him to. I like Eric Young. I just like the music. I like the whole vibe. I like of it. Sanity. Like, the Sanity's fine. They're just they don't have enough. No, to, but they're gonna get buried because they yeah, don't have a good leader. They're not doing it. It's not because they don't have a good leader. It's because they don't have a they don't have room for them. There's too many other tag teams going on. You know, like and the the problem. But I'm saying make them. I'm saying expand them into a uh, 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 like a true stable. Look, here's what will never happen. Look, no one cares about them. Like, stables only work when you care about the people in the stables. We barely care about any single member of Sanity on their own. They're only cool because they come out as a group. None of them are cool. In DX, everybody was cool. Shanti, Shanti, All right, I'll calm down. Shanti, Yeah, you got to calm down. You gotta I'm just Shanti. saying, the only stable right now, well, not the only, but Riot Squad is a complete zero, and Sanity, they got to ditch that blonde, wispy shit and get with a better third man. All right. If, if the Bludgeon Brothers lost the belts and then joined Sanity as like a tag team in Sanity, that would be amazing for me. Yeah. What's Killing Dane like on the mic? He's a fat Scottish guy. <laughs> okay. That's what I mean. He's just like, oh, come here, donkey. That's what he's like. Yeah. All right. I don't remember any of his NXT promos. They had one against Aleister Black. They fed I him to uh, that fucking dunce, that big, the gigantism guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Sebastian. 
Matt Giacomo. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> no, his name's uh, the freak of nature. What's his goddamn name? I don't care about the guy. The guy who did he didn't his jaw break in that Alistair match? I hope so. All right, okay, all right. Matt, so anyway, uh, what about Hardy's versus the B team? They're undefeated, by the way. The B team that does right. factor in here. Uh, Hardy's versus B team. B team. No, not the Hardys. Oh, the, the leaders of Hard- world. They're the leaders of world. Um, give it to the B team. Who cares? The, the leaders of worlds isn't turning into anything that I like. No, nah, I don't like it at all. They, I, they, I mean, that that's the thing that like makes me. Uh, it just so didn't upset. work out. It just it's didn't like, work out. No, it's not that it didn't work out. Is that they they botched it from the they start? They did it wrong. Yeah, they needed Bray to put some contacts in. Yeah, they why was he Bray not to, deleted? He needed to get deleted. They said basically they had this they whole great that canon. Bray, what I heard is that Bray Wyatt didn't want to do it. Didn't he's like I won't be under Matt. That's that. Uh, but I that's what it felt like to me. I'm like, why would he do this? Why would Bray allow himself to become a minion when he's like uh, a tr- you know heavyweight champion caliber guy? Right. So I get that, but like, if the talent's not going to do the right version of the angle, don't do the angle. Yeah, like, but like also, if he's going to take why his ball, be more of his manager. Even though he deleted him, why couldn't he still be more of the if manager? He's like the tougher guy. If he was like the bigger threat, I was like, Matt should stop wrestling. Right, and be a, a manager. Well, certainly he should have stopped wrestling ten years but ago. But yeah, yeah, it's an ego thing. It's an ego thing. Um, so for whatever, look, it could have been great. It's not working out. They had such a great canon with like you go into the lake of reincarnation and you come out deleted. That is so great, and then they just threw that out the window because yeah. Bray didn't want to play ball. So this thing's got to go. The B team, by the way, I don't think is that good either. I think Curtis Axel's a I, I real big zero. I don't, I, I don't like the B team. I don't like them, but they're they're doing better work for me than the deleters. When I think about it, I bet they're not going to win because they're such a goof. But I think they should because I need this the leaders of work. This time a squash match. Right. I where think, they, come yeah. with, they come in undefeated. They should get squash. Actually, that's probably the best thing that's going to happen. If yeah. they just get murdered by the leaders of the world. <laughs> the one thing that is great about this feud is Bo Dallas' Bray Wyatt impression is so good because yeah. they're brothers. Right. So he like can do his voice perfectly. Yeah, but I mean, the B team, I kind of liked. The, the thing I liked about the B team seems to be kind of gone. Uh, they still do it, but was that they celebrated. They barely eke out a victory and then celebrate like And then like they crazy. celebrate like, like yeah. they know they weren't going to win. Right. And now it's like they're doing impressions of their opponents. They're just, again. They're just a goof. They're yeah. a goof with no theme. I also think a problem is that Curtis Axel's a big fat zero. He, he's really garbage. Yeah. Bo Dallas has got something. Curtis Axel does not have something. Um. Yeah. What else you got from Heath Black? <laughs> Nothing. Else what else you got? Anyway, to make Heath Slater the WWE champion. Look, they should do more with him. <laughs> I love. He Heath can't Slater. be the champion, but he is. <laughs> I said, is there any way that no? Possible? There's no way ever. But he. Why is... do they? Think... But he'd be a really cool option for the briefcase. No, he wouldn't. Come on, man. Because no, then, then you'd be like, oh shit, there's a chance. Even though, don't give it to him. Right. But right, imagine right. if you had a guy who was like, his only gimmick is cashing in. But can you imagine Heath Slater <laughs> winning the money in the bank yeah, match? Yeah, like, no. Yeah, yeah, he's telling his kids. Uh, he's like, guys, I don't want to. Have we ever seen his kids? They never show him, right? They, they did one trailer park segment. Yeah. And they, they showed the yeah, kids. Yeah, I think so. And they're showing off I'd the double see, I'd love to see more of these kids. We got to get these kids in here. Heath Slater is great. They don't, in the same way they're not doing enough with Rusev for his like yeah. pop, they're not doing enough with Heath. It's much smaller scale. I'm not saying Heath Slater's at the level of Rusev, yeah. but he has more worth than they're giving him. Like, he's great. Yeah. And I love his nonsense combo with Rhino has lasted like two or three years at this point. <laughs> yeah, like, I love that those guys are boys. Those guys are great. Yo, don't, I'm saying, I won't, I'm saying this right now. I want Heath Slater with the fucking briefcase. I'm saying right now I don't want that. But uh, by the way, you can hear that I want Heath Slater to win the briefcase, and then, and I'm talking about New Japan at all. 
I mean, right, like, it's right. like that's the kind of shit I want. I want new. I want Heath Slater with the briefcase. I want, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, all right. What we else got, we, we, got, we, we, we gotta finish this. Okay. Sure. I mean, I gotta pee so bad. I have to pee so bad. Also, well, we, and we can't pause, right? No. We, well, we can, but I don't want to fuck with it. We slammed so much coffee before this. That's why we're so jacked up. We can up time briefing. mark it and pee, right? No. Just let's. Well, how much we got? Okay. Well, we this is pull. good content, by the way. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Don't edit this. Just like spending three minutes trying to get your wife to cut a promo. Primo content. Nah, that was no, fun. that was funny. I'm that was fun. You that was time. fun. You fucking idiot. All right. So who who wins that? All right, we said Hardy. I, uh, the leaders of the world. I think it's going to be the leaders of the world, right. but they should put a gun. Bl- Bludgeon Brothers versus Team Hell No. I think Hell No is going to take this. Um, Bludgeon Brothers, they're so stupid. They're so stupid. Yeah, I think I think Team Hell No. Just, yeah, they uh, got to put some gold on Daniel Bryan's waist. It's been too long since he's returned and not like amounted to anything. Or yet. this could be the build up, and then the, the, we have this same match at SummerSlam, right? Yeah, it could be. Like, because I could easily see these guys like the Bludgeon Brothers go too far, and then they get you know. And but there's then, so many other tag teams in the division. Like, why keep it on Bludgeon Brothers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I cut. What did you think of that Daniel Bryan shirt? The uh, Team Hell No shirt. I think it's really bad. It was the cane mask with the arms doing the yes and the backs of Team Hell No. I, think it's I thought it bad. was pretty cool. It's a bad shirt. Okay, so let's get into Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the uh, United States title. I mean, there's not much build here. Uh, there's some build here, but I don't know. Like what? You know, I don't feel any like I, I don't like feel much excitement for this match or no, whatever. I, don't care the, about this. I guess the main. Question is, does Shinsuke win this belt? I don't think so. The match will probably be be pretty good, right? I mean, it should be a a solid match, I guess. Um, The main point, and I, like I said, I took a break for a couple weeks. I watched this week, obviously, but I didn't watch the week before. And the week before, I was in Bermuda and a lovely affair. Um, Have they explained what's going on with Jeff Hardy's face, or they're just like, oh, he's wearing face paint? Just enigmatic. He's just wearing face paint now. That's what we're doing. I saw when he first put on the face paint, and they yeah. didn't really address it. They were just like, wow, he seems pretty no, I angry. Think he's just like wearing face paint again. All right, great. So that's cool. And then Shinsuke came out in a little backstage and wearing Jeff Hardy's little yeah. uh, stockings. Arm stockings. His fishnets. His fishnets. Yeah, that that looked interesting. Um, I think this will be a nice match. Not much I think to the say boys there. will have a nice time. I think Shinsuke is going to win that belt because it's about time he's got some gold, but he ain't ready for AJ's gold. No, no, no. Uh, by the way, did, I know we moved on already, but. Do you say they busted out Pyro for t- for Team Hell No? Yeah. I mean, what do <laughs> you think, really of that, what did you think like, about that comedy the, spot? That Like, I'm going to do it. Hey, it didn't work. I'm going to do it. Uh, no, it no I mean, I don't know. I wasn't really, I wasn't really like, uh, present. I was just thinking, oh. like, are they going to use Pyro for this? They like, gave a little cane Pyro. Yeah, I was like, are they going to actually use Pyro? Like, they never use it for anything. They're going to use it for that? Dude, look, I'm sorry, Puerto Rican Dream, but Daniel Bryan, DB+, plus, or I'm going to start calling him DB- minus now, actually, was such a dud this week. Like his everything that came out of his mouth was annoying and boring. Him and Kane arguing with like no, yes, no, yeah. It was just like come on. And that little weak ass spot at the end of the show. I guess it was cute. It was a cute little spot of him trying to do the Kane pyro and not being able to do it, but then being able to do it. It just listen. The thing with Daniel Bryan, I brought it up last week or two weeks ago, is like they need to find a new creative for Daniel Bryan because the the the, the Daniel Bryan underdog story is fully over. Right, and so it's fine if you. I said I like Team Hell No just as a way to put Daniel Bryan on ice. Right, for maybe the Miz thing, but you're gonna fully need. You're gonna need a full new 
creative idea for Daniel sure, Bryan. Sure, we got to do something with this and, guy. And, like, my idea was that he loses a lot when he comes back. That was my idea. That'd be great. He had to, like, get back into the groove. Yeah, like, it's awesome. just like, oh, I've built up this version of what I am, and I'm not that guy anymore. Right, and, and like, he, like, doesn't have his groove back, and he's, like, needs to find his footing, and then he's the underdog because he's just not as good as he used to be. Yeah, that was the, and, and and he's scared to do what he normally did. Like, that, that would be maybe good. have him hesitate on that backflip and kind of fall forward or something. Like, something where it's like, oh, I don't have my, I don't, my juice. I, I don't have my juice anymore. That'd be good nuanced storytelling. I think that's too advanced for the WWE right. writers. So right now what they're doing is Daniel Bryan, they're doing he's invincible and he's um, uh, an amazing jokesman. Which <laughs> like he's, he's so bad. Uh, he's just completely unstoppable. It's going to be, and that, that could come from just a feud where someone is just like, Hey, you stink, but um, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what you do with it. It's almost like the Daniel Bryan heel turn is almost maybe something really interesting. I'm not sure what you really do with him. But right now, know. this is like kind of like it's. he just feels like GM Daniel Bryan, but he also wrestles. And how bad was GM Daniel Bryan? It was so bad. It, my Sometimes goal, it was okay. But I want people to stop the fucking bullshit and look me in the eye and tell me they like what Daniel Bryan is doing right now. I'm not saying you have to hate it, yeah. but you cannot tell me that it's like, oh, this is working good. It's just not that good. He's a, he's a good wrestler. He's not a great guy. I think the stuff he's doing is whatever. He's B minus now. I was I was being nice. I was calling him DB plus. <laughs> now he's DB minus. You really yeah. I mean you hate on Daniel Bryan. You know I like Daniel Bryan. I think da- da- Daniel Bryan whatever. B minus is-, is still a good rating. I don't hate him. He's just not Stone Cold. No Daniel Bryan 2.0 right now. I'm like Daniel Bryan is always going to be good because Daniel Bryan has. He is so important in wrestling. Yeah. So, like, you can always find a cool creative angle to do with him. We just kind of have to let – we have, might have to let go of our previous, uh, like, our, our, like, sentimental Daniel Bryan. And I think that's where the interesting story is there. Right. Like, the interesting story of Daniel Bryan is, like, maybe he is – like a piece of garbage right. or like something where it's like he lets you down or something. Right. Like, I think that's the, cause right now as it stands, you're just gonna, you're gonna, he's here's, here's another problem is that Daniel Bryan's, uh, he, it's hard to sell him as the best wrestler in the company also. Cause, cause that's AJ's AJ around. Yeah. So now you have AJ. So now you're in a time where like all the big, and, and he deserves all the credit for opening the door for, for these sure, guys. Sure. Sure. But now you got Daniel, now you got AJ. Right. So now you know what I mean. Daniel Bryan's not the hardest worker in the room anymore. Now you got Ricochet. Like now you, I mean, Forget you got Adam it. Cole. Like you have all these guys coming up who are the new Daniel, younger Daniel yeah, Bryan's, and absolutely. now Daniel Bryan is the establishment guy. The best story for Daniel Bryan is to put on a fucking suit and be a suit because he's a father now. Get a haircut. Is to literally like that is that might that is like the best thing. To, is Daniel Bryan should be selective about fighting. Yeah, and a responsible be, guy. Yeah. He doesn't want to get hurt again. He's got to be like, look, I can't, I can't fight right now because you know I, I got this kid, and I just got to make sure I don't, you know, I'm on thin ice here. You know, the doctor said I only had a few more matches. I got to make sure they're, they're mania matches. You know, <laughs> yeah, and he should still be trying to do the yes, but we don't, we feel conflicted about it. Right, we're like, we like, don't want to. Should come out as like a novelty act. You know right, what I mean? He should right. come out and just be like, he's doing the yes, but we're all like, oh fuck you. You just like you should have yes, and they should trademark it or yeah, something. That's like, funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Look, I, I, but as it stands right now, it's give just, him like a million dollar man kind of a gimmick. That'd be amazing. Look, that'd be amazing. He starts cashing on yes. The best thing he did all all the, the best Daniel Bryan moment of SmackDown was when Biggie called him Goat Face Killer. That was really funny. 
Everything else he did was guard. What if Daniel Bryan? I'm sorry, I'm just spitballing. No, it's fine. Yeah, I like. I what like if your he lays, Bryan idea. Like a big fight comes off and he he just lays down. Well, that would never happen. <laughs> That's so against everything in wrestling. Like no one even does that. You know, like if maybe it's coming up once or like, Hey, we need you to wrestle. We need like we need you to wrestle. We need you to bring the house. Daniel, we need you to look. Brian, we need you to bring. Yeah, Vince shows up and he's just like, so I um I need you to I need you to like. This is the Dan Black Vince McMahon impression. You really what I need from you is I need thunder you know (laughs) I need WCW's flagship show Thursday Night Thunder no but I'm saying like what if if it's because he's like Daniel like the people are here like you know you're not delivering and he's like hey I hit the contract said I had to have a three minute match (laughs) I did three minutes I ran around the ring for three minutes and and I was birdie and yeah and he's like that what I don't know whatever no look what you're what you're saying is I don't even do this now I'm saying I'm like I'm projecting you want more for Daniel Bryan and yeah. that's all I'm saying is that what he's doing right now, I don't care who you are, you can't be that happy with what's going on. It's just not that good. It's B minus at this point. And when Daniel Bryan came back to wrestling, no one was more excited than me because I said, you know what? Maybe I'm an asshole. I'm, this guy's supposed to be real good. Maybe he's going to prove me wrong. Maybe he's going to wow me and I'm going to know the error of my ways. I'm going to say, no, Daniel Bryan's great. But I'm looking at all this stuff and it's just stuff, man. There's nothing to it. It's not. Interesting. It's not special. It's just people drinking the Kool Aid and overrating this guy who's well, just da- not it's, that good. It right now. It's it's uh this is it's 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 just fact. Is that what he's doing right now? Is it's 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 nothing amazing. <laughs> but there that's you go. okay. That's all I want to hear, the, and I want to hear from all the Jabroni. No, no, no. But it's just right now. He's on ice. The Miz feud. I think they're slow playing it. Right. And when that when that happens, That'll it'll be, be mania caliber. I would love it. I would I'm love more thinking after that. Like sure. I'm projecting that Daniel Bryan. He's working a style where he can be healthy for a couple of years, and the yes, he's gonna yes, 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 and it's like you know, how does he reinvent himself? And I think we see a corporate Daniel Bryan. Sure, that sounds great to me. I mean, the two things that are interesting that Daniel Bryan has in his back pocket that I think would be great are yes, this Miz feud, which is could be the hottest feud you know of the year when they finally pop it open because the Miz is just so fucking good at what he does right. and and all you people seem to love Daniel Bryan so I think those two energies together would create something amazing right, right? so I'm excited for that and then also we talked about this like maybe a month or two ago on the on the pod but He's like the godfather of this indie movement coming up. Like, if he heel turned and started stabling with like Sami Zayn and Kevin yeah, Owens, yeah, yeah. and he was like the leader, even if he didn't fight that much because he's smaller than them, he doesn't have to be the the heavyweight belt contender of the group. But if he was just like with them and sort of guiding them. That would be really fresh and interesting and cool and like a look we haven't seen on Daniel Bryan. Like, there's interesting stuff to be doing with this guy, and they're just not—they're just coasting on former glory, not doing anything interesting. And that is hits on the main thing about Daniel Bryan, which is your big point. As aggro as you say it, which is right now they're treating Daniel Bryan like what he did was not bigger than him. Meaning, like they're like, oh, he can come back because he's that charismatic, but like that, he's not the Rock, right? Like the Rock, you can bring back, plug him back in. The guy can electrify and captivate crowds right. with top-notch, snap of a finger, ten out of ten level charisma. Where there's no reason you don't, he could do it in sleep. There's no creative for the Rock. Doesn't the Rock it. is like, w- what guy do you want to put in front of him so that he can dazzle the fuck out of you? Right. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Daniel he, Bryan needs creative. Right. Daniel Bryan needs an angle. He's a great piece of a puzzle. And they're treating him like he's the rock. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because they don't know better. They don't realize that this guy was part of something bigger than what he was. His talent 
That's that was my beef with him always is that his talent was far and not talent in the ring. I, I'm just saying his overall worth as a wrestler is far below what his moment was, like how big of a deal he was. Well, you also mean it as a superstar, right? Because that which is a nuance there because it's like oh, as a wrestler, then we're talking about tech. No, I right. think technical ability, right? I, okay, so I mean. His You're- overall superstar ranking, like his his some worth as a WWE superstar on paper, as like a guy, what he can bring to the table is way less than what he did. Like his achievement was huge and is mega, and you can't take it away from him. He was part of something enormous, but that thing is bigger than what he is and what he can actually do. Right, and that's where we disagree a lot of times because I I think Daniel Bryan had a lot to do with that, and I'm not into separating the moment from the man. Right. But I am saying in terms of just pure electric charisma and star power, he ain't we the love guy. Daniel Bryan, but he's a wrestler. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he's a pro wrestler, and he's a... It, it, so, what, so it's all about what feuds you can put up from. The Miz feud is really interesting. What other feuds can you put in front of Miz, front in front of Daniel Bryan that are like... High, high, high caliber that are like feuds. automatic that we know are going to be like rock level intensity. That they're right. going to be great. It's really just Miz. There's nothing no. else I could say. No, that's you're like, wrong because like you could put a Daniel Bryan Brock. That would be cool. I I know I know I know it sounds crazy. Let me tell you something, man. But it would be if cool, you saw, dude. There's no good end to that feud because it's either Daniel Bryan beats Brock, which is disgusting. That like makes so no sense and like sells out everything they have. Going with Brock, right? If if Brock steamrolls everybody in the world and Daniel Bryan beats him, like it's just not that doesn't compute, right? He's not the guy to beat Brock like that. Interesting. I mean, da- I'm treating Daniel Bryan like he's like a raw talent, like because I mean you're gonna have like Rollins, but all all that stuff is like they're not those aren't like draws. Like like the, I keep in my head pairing Daniel Bryan up with like. Undertaker. Like sure. I want to see Daniel Bryan like against guys who are. I want to put him as like the indie guy versus the uh, classic WWE right, talent. But he's not the indie guy anymore. He's the classic WWE superstar at this point. But that's what he's gonna. That's what I'm saying. He's down the line. That's what he has to realize. He needs to. Re- they need to realize that. That the days of selling him. Well, I'm talking like, kayfabe. That's what he has right, to realize. Right. Right. Sure. 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 They, sure. I think, know that. But he's he's at the level now where he should be having fights like like Cena Undertaker was a fight because it was like two big names. Yeah. Like he's in the big name legend. That's past what I'm his saying. Prime past. His motherfucking prime, bro. Like, that's where he's at right yeah, now. Yeah, the past is prime in a good way in wrestling. Like, Sure. Yeah, like, in a way where it's like, uh, in, in a way where, like, Cena feels, like, it's he's, he's more of, like, a specialty act. Sure. But right now, we get Daniel Bryan every single week, you right. know? Um, and, and so that's what I'm saying is that if you want that to be, then we have to figure out some, they have to figure out a real, some new, original creative. That's what I'm saying. What you said, I think, is really great. I really like the idea of Daniel Bryan holding back, not sure if he could do it, trying to be a little bit more corporate, and then he makes himself the underdog because he's not fighting his matches. Like, I would love to see him, not that he can't, you're saying that he can't do these things? call him Paycheck. Paycheck Daniel Bryan. (laughs) No, but I'm saying not, like, you said it where it's like, he still has to get back in the groove, like, he doesn't have his juice, he has to, like, get his juice back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying no. They already missed that opportunity, though. Well, I'm saying what they can do, which they haven't missed on this, is they could take the same outcome and make it that he just doesn't want to go 100 right now because he's like i can't get hurt again so he's like holding back in the matches so like he'll lose to guys because he didn't do the top rope flip like he'll lose to guys because they like oh he's gonna go for the knee right now and then he goes for something else right instead like it's like oh he can't he doesn't want to like push it right now yeah and so he's losing because he won't go somewhere and then he fights an opponent that brings it out of him that like no now he has to be classic daniel bryan in order to beat this threat and like some, and maybe that guy's the Miz. And, and Vince can be like, I don't, I don't want, don't do it. 
Try to win the way you can, and then that's it. And well, like, it probably won't be Vince. It would or be, be his wife. It'd be his wife, or it would be Paige, or something like that. Or Shane. Yeah, like I love if. The, oh yeah, that's great, man. We're spitballing here. I mean, this yeah. is the, this is the, this is why. See, no one I, here fucking censoring me. We we can get to the, to go. We can get to it. That we can prove why we deserve these gigs. I think Shane I'm comes the, back and tries be. to hold him back. Yeah, the, the, the lore of the Daniel Bryan character should be that we all know that if he tops, if he taps, if he taps into, into that Daniel thing, Bryan, no, then he then he, then he could beat anybody. Right, but he's not tapping in. He's not he's not able to get there right now, and he's holding back. And why is he holding back? And, and it's not like he does it in a snap. It's, it's, it's more of like uh, Super Saiyan. It's more like uh, you gotta he's got to build it up. It's got to be teased. It's got to be a mania moment, and it's got to be teased where it's like two months out of mania. He's like almost does something. Then a month out of mania, like he's climbing the ladder, but he gets down. He's about to jump, and he gets down. He's like, nah, 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 that's not what I do yeah. right now. I don't do shit like that. He goes top rope to go off the apron to go into the, you know, into the fucking the concrete, and, and they're just like, ah. Nah, man, can't can't do it, can't do it. But he almost does it. And right now, and 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 you can even have have a conversation where it's like, look, the people just want to see you wrestle. It's not really about winning anymore. Right. They, <laughs> that's a crazy conversation. Is that too far? That's probably too far. Because in wrestling kayfabe, you can never say, well, I don't want to win. Like, I don't care if I win. In wrestling kayfabe, winning is everything. The only reason to play the game is to win the game. So it's more just but saying, what if like. he's losing? It's not that he's, he's not trying to win. So he's saying, look, I could win these matches. I don't have to do the stuff I did when I was 25 years old. I have but he's kid. lying to himself. Right, but he's lying to himself. It's like, I'm a kid now. Like, look, I can do that oh, stuff. I love this. But it's not responsible. Like, what if something happens? What if, God forbid, to get hurt again? Like, it's one thing that my career would be over, but I want to be there to walk my daughter down the aisle. I want to be there to drive her to prom. Like, I can't risk that right now. It's right. not worth Winning isn't worth it to be like, I'll win the matches, but I'm not going to go there. Right. And, and then Shane is like, look, man, but you're not winning these matches. Until you become Daniel Bryan, yeah. you're never going to win these matches. Yeah. We need the old Daniel Bryan back. Yeah, and then and then finally the last straw is Bree is like Bree comes to him and is like after everything, it's it's what he has his most formidable opponent, whoever that might be. Right, and then he's just like, look, yeah, you know what? Maybe maybe you're not going to walk down the aisle for our daughter. Fucking roll down the aisle. You go out there and you fucking <laughs> and you fucking kick his ass. Get him, Daniel, Daniel Bryan style. And if you, you use your head as a weapon, you yeah. Know what I mean? And then he does it, and then he wins, and he's Daniel Bryan again. And guess what? If they did something like that, maybe I'd like this guy. But they're not doing that yeah. with him. He goes, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bree's just like, you know what? We'll have the, you'll be at the wedding. So we're gonna have the wedding at your gravesite. <laughs> we'll do it at your funeral. <laughs> Yeah, Vince would say that one. But yeah, no, it'd be amazing. It'd yeah. be, there's so much to be done with this myth of Daniel Bryan. Right. But the thing is, to me, he's just a myth. I'm going to say something bold. I think they know all this. I think right now all they right, know. come on, bro. I, no, I think they know we can get a year. Now you're working me. Now we can get a year out of nostalgia out of Daniel Bryan. I think they're smart enough to know that we gotta we have to figure out what to do with DB. But then what you're saying is that they're smart enough to know that what they're doing is garbage right now? That's what you're saying. No, they, they, they know, know it's selling it's t-shirts. Good. They know it's like fine. Yeah, look, they often put guys on ice. Yeah, but I'm saying I don't think they know. I don't think they realize. <laughs> this is gonna be unnecessarily our longest episode. This is you know be- why it's long. You know why it's necessary? Because it's fucking Jason Shabiro in the building, baby. <laughs> I'm here for all the weeks that I'm not on this podcast. I'm making up for lost time right now. If we're going long anyway, you want to get a cash in? Yeah, let's get a cash in. Oh man. All right, <laughs> you know, Zig and Anosha are asking me when the app's coming in. Tell them we're still recording hour three. Uh, we're okay. almost done. We're almost done. Yeah, we're almost done. We're almost done. All right, but we'll, let's if get If you made it this in. far, then you heard our excellent analysis of Daniel Bryan. 
and we're almost no, done. No, that was good. I'm saying it was excellent. Like, if you made it <laughs> Complimenting this, ourselves. Yeah, look, if you made it this far, well, you're... Oh, hold this on. This is Jacob Levitt, the Semitic Superstar, coming at you with a uh, fresh-out-of-the-oven hot cake that I've just uh, whipped up in the hoagie shop. Uh, <laughs> Yo, what's a hot take out of the oven? What does a take look like? Is it like a, a t- bun? I look at. I think of it like a like a muffin or a cupcake, like in one of the paper yeah, little holder like things. Like a cake. It's a take. It's a, take. It's a <laughs> mini. A take is a tiny cake. <laughs> yeah, okay, a take is a. <laughs> it's a tiny cake. Here's the deal. I was thinking. So Becky Lynch has been pushing these SmackDown or these these women's tag titles for a long time, and you know it's obvious that there's not enough women to kind of like carry a belt. Uh, on the main roster to carry a belt and also a tag belt. She was kind of pushing they would rotate through everywhere and NXT. And I was thinking, what if, like, so, so we have uh, two sets of tag team belts for the men right now, right? What if a female tag team, maybe even, like, Becky and Charlotte, won one set of those tag belts, and then the other belts just became the male tag belts, and the belts of the female team won just became the female tag belts, and that way the male tag belts could rotate through both shows, or even all three shows. Oh, no way, that doesn't make any sense, because the NFT tag division is so flushed out. Flushed out, sorry. Um, and then the women's tag belts could also rotate around. Anyway, I'm probably getting on in time right now, so can you give me your thoughts on that? Do you think it could work? Do you think Becky Lynch listens to the podcast? Uh, that's all. Talk to you later. Well, I hope Becky Lynch doesn't listen to the podcast. I've not been that nice to her. What uh, is this guy talking about? Yeah, did you the semantic superstar? Look, what, what what did you follow that? Yeah, he's saying there's two belt there's there's two male tag belts. What if a female team wins one set of the tag belts and then takes that off of them and then it becomes a female belt? I'm so opposed to intergender wrestling. I hate it. I think it's terrible. And I don't think that realistically a female tag team would beat a male tag team unless that tag team was China and China. Like, unless it's two Chinas fighting two guys Wait, with belts. So he wants to. It sounded to me. He wants to take. I'm, oh, I see what he does. He wants to consolidate. Take one of the tag belts right. and have a female team win it and then just have one set of belts in both divisions. Right. I mean, I'm down to. Cut down on belts. I'm sure down to cut down on belts, and I'm down for a women's division tag belt to exist. Yeah, I just don't know if there's enough women to carry it. I think he mentioned I'm not, that. I'm not. I'm not anti intergender wrestling at all. I'm anti, uh, like, just on like unbelievable intergender well, wrestling. Look, let me rephrase. Like I'm Charlotte a- could wrestle most dudes. Sure, look, I could watch Charlotte Rollins probably. I would watch that. Yeah. I, look, what I'm saying is, I don't want to see. Two women beat two men for a tag team belt because that doesn't seem realistic to me for a couple reasons. One, there's no female tag teams right now. And two, like it's a real special case when a woman wins a man's belt. Not I'm not trying to be misogynist, but the only person to ever do it before. You're was not trying to be, but you are succeeding. No. No, I'm just kidding. There's different leagues for men and women in every sport. There's no sport, even tennis, which is like pretty level, or even golf, which is pretty level. There's still men's leagues and women's leagues. Now sometimes a very special woman will participate in a man's league, right? And when there's no difference in the athletic aptitudes, like NASCAR, it's totally cool if right. a woman's playing with you guys. But the thought of, like, Alexa Bliss and Carmella beating the Bludgeon Brothers is fucking ludicrous. It's nonsense. I do like intergender... Unless the cattle prod. Sure. Intergender wrestling when it's, like, a guy and a girl tag team, like Mix Max Challenge, I like that. That's okay. Yeah. But I don't want to see – it just seems too fantastical to me for Alexa Bliss and Carmella to beat the Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, also, it's just, it's not going to happen in the current WWE. Yeah, dude. And the current climate. Um, 
Okay. So, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So, uh, all right. Uh, a couple random things. Uh, by the way, Kane was trying to be funny, and he made a JT sync joke. I mean, it was a good joke for Kane. I thought that joke was so dated. I mean, like, it was a little NSYNC dated. is, JT has reunited to NSYNC, like, a bunch of times since. Like, they do, they've done things. It's like, it's such a, like, come on, better joke. But then he did the lyrics from this, I promise you. Yeah, I that was okay. I mean, look, it's not funny because Kane's not a comedian, but I, I like the attempt. Okay, whatever. Forget that. Here's the main thing I want to talk about. I mean, about. it's no, I it's talk no about, sheep fucker joke, but it's pretty good. <laughs> I want to talk about Kerwin in the truck. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he said it about when Miz <laughs> played the wrong package. Miz like, I'm so sorry. That was not the video I meant to show you guys. Uh, I thought that was a great spot. Yeah, he called out. I had to rewind it to go back. He said Kerwin in the truck. Yeah, who's Kerwin? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know a guy named Kerwin. Do but you know I, the name Kerwin? I, I assume, because it's The Miz and he's great, that there is a gentleman in that truck sitting next to Kevin Dunn whose name is Kerwin. Uh, there must yeah. be a Kerwin. There must be a real Kerwin. Uh, we should Google no, who is Kerwin. I think he just chose a goof name, no? That's such a goof name. That name is too silly to be made up. <laughs> I, I would love it if it was Kurgan. But anyway, I want to see. If it see, was Kurgan in the truck. I want to see Kerwin in the truck. Uh, I'm Googling right now to see if Kerwin's a real guy. All right, these are, this is all the notes I got. So, yo, let's uh let's just get the matches we haven't got to yet. Yeah, let's yeah. wrap this yeah, fucker up. Yeah, we gotta wrap up. this fucker. All right. Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. I mean, who cares about that, right? Is that going to be a... Extreme Rules? <laughs> yeah. How are you still selling Extreme Rules to me as a good pay-per-view? Oh, we didn't get into it's the- It's so mi- boring to No, me. no, no. Braun Strowman, Kevin Owens in a cage match. Yeah, Braun Strowman's going to kick the shit out of him. Like, I, I mean, so, I don't so want to see okay, that. I so that hits Owens. on my last point, then we'll be done with this podcast. It's, uh, do, do you- I mean, I love Kevin Owens hiding in the office. Kevin Owens is great. He's amazing. He's yeah, fun. Yeah. I'm getting a little sick of Braun Strowman. Yeah, well, you've said that, uh, but do we like- Ke- uh, uh, So, two thoughts. Do we like Kevin Owens being a, a, like a zero threat to Braun Strowman? Yes, because they're giving Braun Strowman... I mean, everyone's a zero threat to Braun Strowman. Right. And Kevin Owens is one of the only guys who could still pull it off and be funny and look cool and do it. So, of course, do it. You know, like, they, we live in a world where Braun Strowman can beat everybody except for Brock Lesnar. And no one even stands a chance, right? He won the greatest battle royal. He won... Money in the bank. He's an unstoppable wrestler. So of course, if they're gonna play it to this, if they're gonna play this out to the end, Kevin Owens poses no threat. I don't like it, but I mean, I have to, I have to just accept it. So right. I'm going with it. I mean, he beat like Cena clean. You know, I he mean, like every, like of course, like Owens. You know, uh, you know, I mean. I like the whole prize fighter thing, which is like he's trying to do everything not to do anything, right. but he he's, believes he can beat these guys. Right. He's trying to do the now bare minimum to make right. it. So Strowman is just, you know, I get it. Strowman's a big threat. That's how we do it. Uh, in that match, though, I, I mean, Kevin Owens in a cage will have the tools to be able yeah, to, he'll do to some inflict, shit. inflict pain on him. Strowman will win clean, though. Right. He'll have the tools to make it a competitive match. Right. But Strowman's going to go over. He's, that's the thing. This is the problem. When a but guy Kevin Owens go- is like smarter than Strowman, right? 100%. So what, I wouldn't mind if Owens had the upper hand one of these weeks on Raw, like sure, setting a booby would, trap. But they're not going to do that. I would love that, but they're not going to do it. Yeah, but it, it's annoying. It's what you're hitting on with Strowman. Like Strowman shouldn't be. Strowman can have a week where he gets hurt. Right. Well, that's the thing. It, they're they're making him a little bit too Roman Reignsy for me. They saw that the people liked him, yeah. and they're like, we're gonna push this guy and push this guy and push this guy. At some point, it gets a little stale. Yeah. Once he won that Money in the Bank when he didn't need to, I was like, you know what, guys. It's getting. I still like him. I still. I still overall. We well, like, say I he like doesn't Strowman. need to, but the cash in will be interesting, and then next year we'll give it to Heath later. 
I mean, uh, who wins that? Strowman clean, right? Strowman clean, baby. Yeah, okay, cool. Clean as a whistle. <laughs> clean as a whistle. Uh, so, yeah, okay, whatever. We, the Extreme Rules, we'll be watching it. What um, What's your plan for Extreme Rules? You want to hang out? <laughs> you want to do it? This is Howard Stern and John Stamos. What are you doing? You want to hang out? You wanna do, what are you doing this weekend? Let's go out. Let's cut the girls together. Yeah, let's go out. All right, let's go Let's out. do it. Where do you want to go? Shecky's. Shecky's? Yeah. Oh, I could do it. Yeah, let's go Shecky's. I don't think Beth likes Shecky's. Uh, I don't remember. I, I remember that clip. I don't remember what they said. They no, I don't know. They, they said, let's go out. Let's go out. Let's go out. <laughs> I remember Stamos that was Stamos and Howard. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're the Stamos and Howard of wrestling And we were in the building where that happened. That's we true. In the, we were across the hall from where that happened. Hell All yeah. right. So let's see what happens on this pay-per-view. We'll know more We'll know more like what SummerSlam is going to look like. Um, last thing, just because why not go even longer? Um I love the, I love the Young Bucks so much. Yeah, they're great. I mean, it's not a hot take at all, but their match. I'll tell you what; those guys. I didn't watch. I, I didn't watch their G one match. Yeah, tell me their G one match. Yeah, it was great. Who was it against? <laughs> I, I don't know this guy's name. Someone's giving me shit. Let's go out. Just like yeah, you go out. No, was it like the Los Ingobernales? Was it like uh, maybe? Okay. <laughs> Ingobernables, that's uh, that's Naito's crew, Naito's right? crew. Yeah, was yeah, it, yeah. Was it was it Japanese guys? Or? Two Japanese guys. Yeah. Also, I don't know who these guys are. Yeah, it's two Japanese guys. Didn't matter. They, uh, pff, I mean, whatever. Didn't the matter. They, I the, love the, it. the Bucks had an incredible gear on. Guys, listen, you don't have folks. Well, talk. I saw their gear. Yeah, in, during they, the full Omega rockers, match. like the, yeah, yeah, the white white leather. Uh, no, they they don't wear their gear. Whenever they come down, they they slap on a tee when no, they come down I with Omega. No, but the pants. I saw the pants yeah. they work with. Yeah. Heavy on the streamers around the ankle. Yeah, but they wore these white, uh, they had white leather vests. Like, oh yeah, yeah. And they're wearing the because uh, they're calling themselves heavyweights now. You know, they go we're we're heavyweights, and they uh, they wear um, <laughs> the weight belts. That's so funny. I mean, they've been wearing them for a while now, but uh, uh, they uh, they they would be they would be the best team in there. It would slaughter in WWE. I don't know, man. I hope they would, I, but I think they'd have to do NXT first. I really do. That means they should just go to NXT because it would be so fun to see them build there. Yeah. I mean, they don't even have to build. They'd come in and rock the house. But I man, just think they're a little, little, uh, little teeny for me, but I guess it's okay with a tag team. Yeah. What? I mean, all right, whatever. I won't start the old man no, coming to WWE. He, he'll get there. We know he's coming at some point. You're, yeah, there was some interview where he said he wants to come. And uh, That's how long is he me. gonna? How, I mean, how many? I'm saying we know he could do these amazing matches. We know it. Let's see. Let now it's time to see the other half. I think. Can yeah. he cut good promos on Brock? Can he tear down Roman Reigns? Let's see it. I think he can. Look. Already, I think he can. I think he's the best. It's just, it's kind of a shame that we, we're not, you He's going to come. He's changed the world. He already changed the world. He talks about changing the world. We changed the world. The best wrestler in the planet does not work for WWE. That is changing the world. And now he proved his You're point. Right. And he's ready to come home, baby. It's ready for the big show. You're right. Not Paul White. <laughs> not that big show, you freaky freaks. I'm talking about the biggest stage in the mix. Yeah. The E. Uh, <laughs> I just, I can't even see it, like, how Omega come over. Like, I can't even imagine when he gets in the company and they, like, start trying to tell him what to say. Like, you know, a guy who's that successful outside right. of the company, is there? he's going to come in and they're going to be like, all right, here's the... Here's the script. Here's the script. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you right off the he's bat. Not like, he's not like AJ where it's like, yo, I'm from a, like now I'm closer to my family. I'm right, making right, like a right. lot more money. He's got four kids. Right. Like Omega's a guy that's like happy to live in Japan. Right. He just wants to make the best product. Right. 
he'll make it. But the thing is, the thing is this: there's going to be a learning curve. That first like six months of Omega in WWE is not going to be pretty, man. Unless they really nail that entrance, <laughs> like unless they really nail his uh, his debut, it's going to be a rough six months. But hang on for the ride, because like year, like eighteen months in, he's going to be on fire. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, all right. Let's one more cash. Yeah. We're let's done. do one more. Look at this point. Let's go five <laughs> That's hours. What I'm saying. Man. What's the deal? What, who? If you made it this far, you're you're in it for the long haul, baby. Thirty-three a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's not an official time. My name is John, and I am here to ask your opinion on uh, the whole Brock Lesnar Dan Cormier interaction. <laughs> let's start the, the podcast end. over. <laughs> UFC. So I want to know what you thought about. Brock Lesnar storming in the ring, cutting a pro wrestling style promo, and then DC's kind of, you know, kind of, uh, like, stiff. Like, you could tell that he wasn't really used to, like, talking. All right, pal. You got to learn how to do a cash in. I want to know what you guys thought about it. Yeah, you uh, said that already. Thanks. Okay, for our response to that, Cashin, just start this podcast (laughs) right over from the beginning. We talk about it for about 20 hot minutes. Yeah. Are we ready to call this thing? Yeah, I think we should talk about the. We should just give this guy the full answer here. Full answer? <laughs> no, no, let's end it. Yeah, no, it was good cash in. We we covered that covered obviously. Uh, um, and uh, thanks for cashing in, man. I will say, like, hey, we'll probably cover things like that. You know what I mean? We'll probably yeah. get it. No, I guess that was that was outside of WB. Yeah. So it actually was a good. That was a good cash in. Yeah, because there's a chance that we wouldn't have covered that. There's just Brock Lesnar has such a power. I told you, man. When you see him come out. It's like when you paid for the safari in India because you want to see that white Bengal tiger in the wild. Yeah. And you don't think you're going to see him. But then he comes out. You see him in the, in the jungle. Yeah. What's that beyond the hill? Is that a fucking tiger? It's a tiger. Wow. Brock Lesnar and in then, the flesh. And then it gets into your safari vehicle and takes the, and eats the tour guide and starts, it cuts a problem. I've been sitting back. I'm watching these tour guides. They fucking suck. They're pieces of shit. <laughs> they pieces of shit. Um, but the best part about Brock, this is the thing we didn't cover, is that he we he got caught juicing. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. His suspension is over, and he's ready to party. Do you think if you're an actual UFC fighter, and you're like, yo, this guy, like, he just juiced. He's coming back. Like, I mean, like, what? Well, I'm here. He was like, juicing and losing fights, <laughs> and now he's back. <laughs> oh man! All right, let's wrap this fucking All right, thing let's up. Go. Do it. All right, so uh, remember, guys, August 18th. Next week, Shebs will allow me to introduce, to say the date. I'll see how I'm feeling. Yeah. I think I'll be in the mood. August 18th, Saturday night, midnight, after NXT TakeOver, Barclay Center. Think of that electricity. You're, I mean, it's not like you're going to be tired after that. You're going to be wired. You're, you're going to be juiced like, up. You're going to be juiced up, and then go. Let's go watch me, Dolph Ziggler, doing comedy, hanging out with other jabroniacs. I mean, this is going to be a community event. Yeah, it's going to be great. You know it's going to be mean? a lot of fun. It's gonna, everyone's going to be there. Yeah, and like, if you're thinking about coming, you're on the fence, look, man, this is like, I do this podcast, it's a fucking pain in my ass. <laughs> okay? I love I love doing it, but I'm saying like, recording it this week was tough. You know what I mean? It's tough. Let's have, let's make these moments Count, baby. Let's, make Let's count. these moments where it's what like, saying, this is why we do it. What what saying, see each other. Man, I'm tired. He puts a lot into this thing for you people. And I hope we hope you're loving the podcast. We love making it, but it takes a lot of work. Time to pay it back. Show us you care. Show us that you love what we're doing for you guys by coming out to the live show. It's nothing if we don't have a crowd. And, we, and I know we're going to have a crowd. I think we're going to sell this thing out. I'm excited about it. Yeah. 
I'm saying, man, I'm going to feel like a piece of shit if there's no one at this thing. Oh, dude, we're selling this thing out. We're going to be having to open up extra seats. Nah, I know. It's going to be It's going to be. It's going to be amazing. Tulo's going to be there. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler's going to be there. No, no, it'll be a really fun time. Next week, I'll have the full... Well, Dan will give you the full details. Um, we're doing the contract for the venue right now as we speak. It's an awesome venue in New York City. Uh, it's going to be a really fun show. we got a lot of fun stuff planned. And uh, if you like this podcast, you're going to love the live show. Absolutely. And that's, this, and guys, that's what I meant to say. And if this goes well, there's going to be many, many more live that's shows. That's what I'm saying. Everything you do to support the show goes a long way. If you're digging it, fucking show us because uh, because we're grassroots. Remember, one at a time, baby. We're grassroots. Tell a friend. And if you listen to this show, I always say, as I always remind you guys, is like support the podcast. Uh, if you can't sign up for the Patreon, you don't. If you can't financially swing it, uh, just spreading the word goes a long way. Tell one friend. Reach out to a friend you know who likes professional wrestling, a coworker who likes professional wrestling. Tell them, hey, check out this podcast. You know, uh, I feel like the, the podcast speaks for itself, man. You're not going to get that kind of take on Lashley. You're not going to get better than this, baby. There is no podcast where the suggestion for how to fix Lashley <laughs> was to put a gimp mask on him, ride him, and slap him. Who was going to ride him? Uh, 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 Armando Alejandro <laughs> Estrada, one of the greatest valet managers in wrestling history. All right, man, I'm overselling it. Uh, but just come to the show August 18th. Remember, you can cash in, get your pins on the show, uh, 316-530-2429, and uh, get your cash-ins in, man. Okay? And, uh, hey, I got his promo. I you got, got a plug. promo? <laughs> Guys, if you like what you heard, uh, follow me on all the socials at Shabiro. That's S-H-E-B-I-R-O, Sierra Hotel, Echo Bravo, India, Romeo, Oscar. Listen to my real-life big boy radio show. I do a show on Sirius XM every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Check me out. Um, and keep giving me the heat. I love the heat from you guys. You don't like my takes? That's crazy. My takes are fucking incredible. So if you have to cash in on me, do it this month because I won't always be here. Yeah, uh, cool, good. Hey, follow me on Twitter, at DBlackAttack, and uh, yeah, that's that's got to be it, right? Yeah, we're done. <laughs> that's it, we're done, we're done. Patreon.com slash Comedians of Wrestling. Pick up a t-shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Comedians of Wrestling. Hey, baby, keep, keep watching, watching wrestling. wrestling. Kisses. Kisses. <laughs> this has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network. 